2: Bunkley with something to think about. Tomorrow, the future of abortion in Florida will get a hearing before the Florida Supreme Court. The 15-week abortion ban passed in 2022 is being challenged by Planned Parenthood of Southwest and Central Florida. This year's six-week abortion ban is on hold until the finding of this appeal is rendered. What's at stake is the interpretation of Florida's extreme right to privacy provision in our state's constitution. In 1980, The intent of the right to privacy was added to the Florida Constitution to protect citizens' privacy from developing computer technology. Over time, the liberal-dominated Florida Supreme Court expanded its provisions to apply to abortions and other far-afield applications. Florida's new conservative court may overturn the liberal interpretation of privacy, clearing a way for abortion bans to be legal in Florida i'm bill bunkley
3: christ demands first place there's no room on the throne of your heart for two gods
0: this is the bill bunkley show on faith talk tampa online at let's talk
4: our rights come from nature and god and not from government history
3: will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening
0: phone lines are open the president of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberties Commission. Here's Bill Bunkley.
2: Good afternoon and welcome to this edition of the Bill Bunkley Show. It is the seventh day of September already in the year of our Lord, 2023. And uh, we are delighted that you are with us today because we have a pretty special treat for you. Today is a day the Lord has made. And we are all coming together. We have this divine appointment. You are listening from your place today, be it your car, your office, your home, online, directly off one of our antennas around the area of central Florida. And I'm excited because we have Christ followers during this hour from the Gulf of Mexico, the Atlantic Ocean, all the way up and down the I-4 corridor, moving north, we go all the way to the villages in Ocala and to Gainesville. Welcome to all of you listening today to the south, Bradenton, Sarasota, Venice, all the way down to North Fort Myers and Cape Coral. And we are delighted that all of you are here today. Now, today I'm going to give you our phone number. However, we've got a special treat this hour and the third hour. And... Uh, that phone number, if you'd like to be a part of our program, or if you want to connect with Brian, our executive producer, who's we uh, uh, will take those calls today, that number to call is 877-943-9673. That's 877-943-9673. Now, we're going to have a special treat here in just a moment. In uh, hour number one and hour number three, we're actually going to take you back to Jerusalem, Israel, several weeks ago. We had an opportunity to um, invite a special guest, a friend of mine. He is the Israel Bureau correspondent for CBN News. Many of you may know him. His name is Chris Mitchell. And uh, on my last two pilgrimages, uh, Chris has been so kind as to come and to spend some time with us uh, when we're in Jerusalem. And uh, we had an extended period of time with him, uh, as I said a few weeks ago, where uh, he talked about several topics that I think you're going to be finding very interesting. Remember, when you go to Jerusalem... And when you go there to the Western Wall and to the Temple Mount, you know, for me, that is the location of of not just the first, but the second temple uh, to the Jews. And that was selected by Jehovah himself, our Abba Father. And so uh, that is the center of the world. It's not the United States, not Russia. And so... So many things are happening in the Middle East right now, and so what we want to do is, is that we had a chance to uh, ask Chris Mitchell to uh, speak to us on various topics, and so we've got the first part coming up in just a moment, a little bit of, a, uh, of an intro and, and a prayer. He's going to be talking about some of the archaeological highlights and the discoveries. Uh, later on, we're going to be talking about those red heifers that have uh, been raised and are ready to go for resuming uh, temple uh, sacrifices, uh, that and a whole lot more coming up. So let's just uh, sit back, enjoy, and uh, my friend Chris Mitchell is going to be sharing with you what he shared with our pilgrims. Let's listen in. When you do radio, especially nowadays, you always have to give attribution. And if it's usually anything about the Middle East, I'm always saying, now this is CBN News, and this is Chris Mitchell's reporting. Not only that, but for all other things. And so I've asked Chris to come and share a little bit. You know, Pat opened up a station in Lebanon. Was Mm -hmm. it in Lebanon? Way back when. Yeah. And then I remember when the first satellite program on the Mount of Olives, when that went through. And Pat Robertson was the first TV broadcaster. And now you see what they're doing all around the world, especially what they're doing in Southeast Asia. And uh, Gordon took on the project of Superbook, which is just a marvelous series for the kids. Chris has just got a special place in my heart because when I hear him doing a spot or a hit, I just really listen. And so with that, Chris, thank you so much for honoring us. And we talked about a few things, whatever you want to share for a few minutes, uh, I appreciate
5: it. Sure. Well, first of all, let's pray. Well, Father, thank you for this opportunity uh, that we could come here together and uh, spend this time together. So we want to commit it to you that you would use it for your purposes and your glory. I want to pray for each and everyone here. Thank you that they've made it. It's been difficult, but I pray that you'd redeem the time that they have here in the land uh, as they go out tomorrow here in Jerusalem and uh, as they've been in Bethlehem and the Galilee. So we just want to Commit this time to you and pray that, you'd, that everything you've done here in this group, every th- everything experienced, they've heard, let it bring them closer to you. And uh, as they go back, that they can uh, share these experiences and maybe these epiphanies with their family, their friends, and their churches, and their communities in Jesus' name. Amen. So I came here in 2000 with my wife and three kids, Philip, Kathleen, and Grace. Uh, my wife Elizabeth and we came in August of 2000, and what's called the Second Intifada began the next month, the end of September, which was uh, about a four-year period of uh, suicide bombings, terror attacks, shootings near home, school, and work. And uh, yet, throughout that, the Lord protected us. It was sort of like living out Psalm 91 that, "He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty." So, kids are all grown up now. They were 16, 11, and 8 when we came. They're now 40, 30 four and 31 and they're back in the states uh living in virginia right now remember that song he found me dying and how, did you, how does that go he found me thirsty and dying on the jericho road and he poured in the oil and the wine that was an old song that we used to sing years years ago but doesn't it bring the bible to life uh yeah. my wife says before you come to israel reading the bible is like reading in black and white but after you come here it's like reading in color in 2004 they were doing They had to repair a sewer pipe, and they had a backhoe there, digging there, and then they hit something. And there was an archaeologist there who knew what was going on, and he said, don't stop digging. you got to dig more. So what they did is that they hit the steps of the pool of the Siloam. And so they uncovered that, and then till about five or six months ago, they they uncovered about one quarter of it. Now they're excavating the whole pool, which is uh, really extraordinary. And uh, the city of David, to me, is one of the highlights. So they they uncovered maybe a quarter of that. And then all the rest of the land was uh, owned by, I think, the Greek Orthodox Church. So they were finally able to buy that and then excavate it. But to to remember that in John chapter 9, that's when Jesus healed the blind man. So it's uh, just extraordinary. You know, in the time since I've been here, there's been a number of Uh, I would say I'll I'll list maybe the top three archaeological discoveries, and that would be one, the Pool of Siloam. In addition to that, the the, um, pilgrimage road that goes from the pool all the way up to the Temple Mount, and that was built by Pontius Pilate. And now, so they're uncovering that, and pretty soon they're going to be able to, they'll excavate the whole thing all the way up to the Temple Mount. So once the pool is excavated, and I believe they're going to actually fill it with water, from the Gihon Spring. And uh, so a Jew would be able to ritually immerse himself and purify himself and then walk up to the Temple Mount. Uh, So it's really just extraordinary. That's one. I think the number two would be uh, Shiloh, or some people call it Shiloh. And we were there just about three weeks ago. And there's an archaeologist named Scott Stripling, who's been excavating there for a number of years. And they believe they've found the tabernacle that was built by back... In the time of Joshua and uh, actually when they found um, some of the evidence they have is sort of fits the dimensions of what the tabernacle would have been and also there is a deposit of uh, animal bones and they predominantly the bones are from the right side of the animal which would make sense because that was saved for the priest and uh, that's another kind of evidence and one anecdotal thing about this is really neat is that women who come, many women have come there and prayed who haven't been able to conceive, just like Hannah wasn't able to conceive. Mm-hmm. And they, many have conceived. Uh, so that's pretty, pretty neat uh, about what's happening in Shiloh or Shiloh. And uh, so the other thing is the Magdala. Uh, have you been up there in the Galilee?
2: We didn't go there, yeah. Okay.
5: There. So in Magdala, they found a first century synagogue. It was a retreat center by a Catholic order called the Legionaries of Christ who bought the land and they prayed two prayers. First of all, they wanted to pray that if we find anything, see what happens in Israel, if you construct anything and you start building, if you find anything of archaeological value, you have to stop construction and you have to bring in the archaeologists and they have to start excavating and you pay for it. And so so they said, well, Lord. Let's not find anything on here, so we can just build a retreat center, or if we find anything, let it be of you know really significant. And they found a first century synagogue in uh, like under about eighteen or twenty four inches of dirt, which is very unusual, because many times you know things are built upon over time, but this was two thousand years, so they found a well preserved first century synagogue that they believe Jesus would have preached at. And the priest up there, his name is Father Kelly, says they can't prove it because they don't have the videotape anymore but uh, (laughs) uh, but you know the gospel of luke says jesus preaching all the synagogues around the galilee so almost undoubtedly he was there so and they also found what they call the magdala stone which is a foundation probably where the scrolls were put on and uh on that stone they have a relief of the menorah and which is probably the only one i think in that area that they've ever found so Undoubtedly, whoever carved that probably was able to see the menorah in the temple uh, before it was destroyed in 70 AD. So, you know, the archaeological discoveries are really amazing. So in the last 20 years or so, I'll share a little bit, but I really want to know what you want to know. (laughs) So you can ask me any questions and... uh,
2: Well, we did have a lot of questions. I'm Bill Bunkley, your host of the Bill Bunkley Show here on Salem Radio, broadcasting all across Central Florida. You've been listening to the voice of Chris Mitchell, the uh, Jerusalem Bureau Chief for CBN News. He spoke to our pilgrims just a few weeks ago when we were in Jerusalem. More from Chris in a moment, talking about the Red Heifers. I'll be right back.
0: Lots of channels, nothing to watch
2: I want to take a moment to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being a listener to this station. Whether it's our fate talk stations across Central Florida or our answer stations blanketing everything north and south of the Skyway, without you, there's no reason for us to be here doing what we do. And, of course, what we do is not like anything else that's out there in the old or new media. In this day and age, we do not take this responsibility for granted. And so I would also like to take this opportunity to encourage you if you agree with our messaging and want to support our efforts, there's no better way to do so than to support the great advertisers you hear on our stations. If you learn about a product or service here, please consider patronizing that business the next time you're in the market for what they have to offer. and. If you have a business that could use some effective marketing, well, radio still very much gets results, and you can get started by calling Steve Baltimore at 813-349-8240 We're back. Bill Bunkley here. We are having a special opportunity for you to spend some extended time with Chris Mitchell, who is the Bureau Chief for CBN News in Jerusalem. Uh, Recently, when our pilgrimage group had a chance to um, uh, be on pilgrimage in the Old City, we had a chance to invite Chris to come back once again. He's uh, spoken to previous times that uh, we've had groups in Israel Sharing on all sorts of topics, dealing with not only Jerusalem, Israel, um, archaeological finds, which he was just talking about, and now we're going to spend a few moments in this next segment talking about red heifers. Now, what's a red heifer? Well, that's the form of of a cow, and so a heifer, and so... If you look at what's required in the Old Testament when it comes to the specifications for sacrifices and the fact that there will be a time when those sacrifices will be reinstituted reinstituted on a rebuilt temple uh, there in Jerusalem. And those red heifers have already been shipped in from the United States. They've got to be perfect. They've been signed off by... Uh, the rabbis, and so I want to take you back to uh, our hotel in Jerusalem, and Chris Mitchell was spending some time talking about where we're at with this prophetic event that, again, is a signal that we're close to the end times. Let's listen in. You cover all of the politics. You cover all of whether it's Gaza and the Rockets, Lebanon, Matthew 24. You've been living this since 2000. Give us your thoughts, whether it's, it's, our, it's, you know, Iran with the bomb or whatever, Russia. Tell us your idea
7: about end times prophecy and where you feel, because you're
2: living it, you've been living it. What do you think? Where, where, where would you guesstimate we're at?
5: A lot closer than when I got here 20 years ago. And not only what, what's happening here in the land, but also what's happening in the world. And uh, you see the deterioration of society and you see movements. I mean, COVID, you know, changed a whole lot of things. Um, That kind of concerns me because, I mean, things got shut down so quickly globally. Um, I'm concerned, will that happen again? How soon could it happen again?
8: With the digital currency,
5: are we all going to be sort of uh, monitored all the time? every, basically are now, I mean, any transaction you have on a credit card, wherever you are in the world, I just came back from Korea two days ago, uh, all of my transactions there were, were monitored, and and they also had, um, when we went through security, you know, coming back here, first we went to uh, passport control, you go through security, and then you went through another security, where you had to put your finger, it was like three levels of security, so really hard to get through, um, you know, any anything that they didn't, governments or whatever wanted you to get through. So that concerns me. Uh, I'll tell you one thing that um, to me is sort of a time clock. Have you heard of the red heifers? Uh, Okay, so last September, they had five red heifers come here. Now, the red heifer is significant in terms of preparing for the third temple. They, according to Numbers 19, you need the ashes of a red heifer to purify the priest. Um, well, for 2000 years, they haven't had a red heifer. Um, and last, uh, there was a Texas uh, businessman named uh, Byron uh, Stinson, who was asked by the Temple Institute to find a red heifer. Now, a red heifer has certain criteria, can not have any blemish, can have a white hair or a red hair, I mean, a black hair. Um, and it can't be like when when calves are born, they're usually stamped or branded. That can't You can't have any brand, any stamp, so um, so he was able to find five uh, young calves that qualified so far to be a red heifer. Now they brought them over in September. Now, by now, one has been disqualified, but they um so they have four now, and if they get three years old then uh, and if they still qualify by not having a red, I mean a black or a white hair or any sort of blemish, then they can qualify for the ceremony to burn the red heifer and get the ashes and mix that with the water from the Gihon spraying and purify the priest. So that's getting, that's on its way. And I think by sometime next year, they'll have, they'll be three years old. They also have the land on the Mount of Olives. Now the ceremony needs to take place on the Mount of Olives on uh, eye level with where the temple would have been. And 12 years ago, there was a rabbi, Rabbi Mamo, who bought land on the Mount of Olives for another purpose. But now he's given it to the Temple Institute for this ceremony to burn the red heifer to get the ashes. So they can mix it with the water to purify the priest. So now you need the priests. Now the Temple Institute has, I believe, nine... Uh, priests of age they're over bar mitzvah age now they qualify they have to be a, they can't touch anything that has has died to qualify to be a priest uh in the temple they have nine they were not born in a hospital because people get born and die in a hospital they haven't been to a cemetery and i believe they haven't even walked on the ground uh in a, in a sense so they've never been defiled So they have potentially the heifers, they have the uh, land, and they have the priests. So all that, perhaps sometime next year, they will have the ceremony. And we've done two stories. We did a story when these red heifers arrived. We did a story and then interviewed um, Rabbi Mammo and the Texas businessman. So to me, that's sort of a time clock. I mean, so many Jews are preparing for the third temple. Now it's controversial because... You know, Some Christians want to support that, but other Christians say, well, well, isn't the Antichrist going to be in the temple and defile it and set himself up as God, which is true. Now, Byron, when I asked him that question, I says, well, what, how do you answer that? He says, well, he defiles it, but if he defiles it, it had to be built and consecrated to be defiled. So that's how he gets around it. But regardless, it's it's happening. The other thing is that some of the Archaeological discoveries to me are a sign of things that are coming. It's uh, to me, it's it's like the Lord Himself is uh, revealing these things. If you went to uh, Jerusalem a hundred years ago uh, or more, you know, it was just a hillside. So they're they're discovering the Jerusalem. I mean, and they continue to see more and more excavations. Uh, the this is the Jerusalem of David and Isaiah and Jeremiah and all these things.
2: Fascinating indeed. Well, that's Chris Mitchell, uh, CBN News Bureau Chief in Jerusalem. Uh, Coming up after the break, uh, he's going to continue to conduct his lecture that he uh, did for our pilgrimage in Jerusalem a few weeks ago. When we come back, Chris Mitchell will talk about geopolitics, artificial intelligence, WHO plans for world governance and more. I'm Bill Bunkley. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
9: W-282-CI Tampa, W-271-CY Lakeland,
6: W-262-CP
9: Bayonet Point.
6: Online at Let's Talk Faith.com. Or listen on TuneIn and Odyssey.
10: With SRN News, I'm John Scott. The Biden administration canceling the remaining seven oil and gas leases in Alaska's Arctic National Wildlife Refuge. Overturning sales held in the Trump administration's waning days and angering Republicans. A new indictment against President Biden's son, Hunter, could be coming soon. The exact charges not immediately clear, but appear related to a gun possession charge in which he was accused of having a firearm while being a drug user. He's also been under investigation by federal prosecutors for his business dealings. Stocks remain mixed on Wall Street on worries a too warm economy will push the Federal Reserve to keep interest rates higher for longer. The Dow is ahead 63 points, but the Nasdaq is down 117. This is SRN News.
0: I Donald Trump warned America. The U.S. dollar is under attack and it's becoming less and less valuable by the day. Hyperinflation and speculation is killing your retirement. Don't leave your money sitting in cash. It's time you diversified and protected your future with physical precious metals. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000 and get your free digital dollar survival kit and learn how you could get up to $1,000 in free silver today. Call Advantage Gold now at 800-900-8000 to get your free digital dollar survival kit. And you may qualify for $1,000 in free silver. Advantage Gold is the number one rated gold and silver company in America. Your future is precious. Protect it today when you call Advantage Gold.
11: Call 800-900-8000 now. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Check with your financial advisor before investing. That's 800-900-8000.
8: Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. 800-814-5615. That's 800-814-5615, 800-814-5615.
2: Bill Bunkley here. Attention all pastors. I'm inviting you to attend our 20th annual Faith Talk Pastors Appreciation Day and Ministry Expo on Wednesday, October the 25th from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. That's right. This year, we'll be celebrating 20 years of honoring you, Pastor. Admission is free, but you must RSVP in advance to secure your seat. So, Pastors, register today at letstalkfate.com, and I hope to see you there.
12: Well, I was intrigued from the start. Jack showed me the notebook he'd found in the bottom of the trunk, and I knew we weren't dealing with just a story. I mean, I I love to think about things differently, to dream about impossibilities. But can I really believe that somewhere in the universe there's a parallel world called
0: Mars? The conclusion of Passages, next time on Adventures in Odyssey.
9: Adventures in Odyssey, weeknights at 6.30 on Faith Talk Tampa.
10: Upon me of all who love the king. I would dance, I would sing. It could be heavenly. Turn the music loud. Lift my voice and shout. From where I am, from where I've been. He's been there with me. He's built a monument. He's very people. So let his people.
2: Hey, welcome back. Bill Bunkley here with the Bill Bunkley Show. Our phone lines are open at 877-943-9673. Special treat today, and that is uh, we are bringing you a lecture that uh, we uh, were so blessed by uh, the uh, CBN uh, News Bureau Chief for Jerusalem, Chris Mitchell. Had a chance to spend an evening with us, and uh, we captured that, and uh, we wanted to have an opportunity, even though it's been a few weeks since we've been back from the Holy Land on the pilgrimage that I let out. But uh, I'll tell you what, Chris has been there so many years, has been in the middle of Middle East history, and I want to tell you that uh, if you want to keep up with what's happening there, uh, not only, uh, excuse me, Eric Stackelbeck. Uh, you got Joel Rosenberg, and then you have CBN News and Chris Mitchell. Those are three very good daily resources uh, for you to plug into. And uh, I want to tell you that all three, uh, Israel News, uh, that uh, is, uh, was founded by Joel Rosenberg, as well as all of the um, stories that uh, Chris Mitchell and his team are bringing us to keep us up to date of what's happening in Jerusalem. And it's so very important because we see the world moving very, very quickly uh, to what I believe to be absolutely uh, unmistakable signs that we are now in the birth pains. And we've been in the final days ever since Jesus Christ was uh, um, Crucified, buried, and, and rose on that first Easter Sunday morning. And so we've been in the end days for over two thousand years. Why? Remember that for God in heaven there is no elements of time. And there's time here. And the because our our, our Lord loves us and he he, he he greets us every morning if we will greet him. And our mercies are new each day. And that uh, The Trinity, the Father, Son, the Holy Ghost, none of them, of the one person, uh, desires that anyone perish without knowing Jesus Christ as their Savior, because he has rescued us from the sin world that we are living in, because Adam and Eve failed to be obedient to the Lord, and they were hoodwinked uh, by the snake, the devil. And we've been living with those repercussions ever since. And so when we look at Jerusalem, Jerusalem really is the center of the world. And when you're there and you really realize that not only did God join his chosen people, the Jews, uh, 40 years in the desert there in in just awfully desert-like conditions, and then eventually... The Ark of the Covenant was brought to Jerusalem, and not one but two temples were built, where His presence was in the Holy of Holies. And even today, when you go on pilgrimage, it is uh, it is something to um, um, take in. Now, let me just say that uh, I am praying about uh, pilgrimage, possibly in 2024. And uh, if you uh, have an interest in uh, being one of the first to know about that, you can email us at afternoons at letstalkfaith.com, afternoons at letstalkfaith.com. Just say, hey, I don't know if I could put it together, but uh, if you are setting up a trip and getting ready to announce the next uh, pilgrimage to, um, well, to both Israel and Jordan, I'd like for you to give me an email and a heads up and so we would be glad to do that and to get that over to you. So uh let's go back now and uh spend a moment talking about some of the geopolitics, uh artificial intelligence as it relates to the Middle East, and also the WHO and their plans for world govern governance. All of this has to do with the end time events and what's happening in israel in jerusalem and around the globe and so let's go back as uh cbn's uh, jerusalem uh, news bureau chief chris mitchell was sharing with us and uh let's go ahead and 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 take a moment with this
5: geopolitics uh you know the nations are coming against jerusalem like zechariah said even the United States, uh, unfortunately, I think, is not being very helpful to, the, to Israel and the Jewish people. In terms of Iran, I think um, they seem to be getting closer and closer. Some people believe they already have nuclear weapons, and some people believe they – well, pretty sure they, they have enough enriched uranium. If they chose, within days, they could enrich that to weapons-grade uranium for maybe five atomic bombs or more. Um, so that's one thing. And then you have this alliance with Iran and Russia, uh, that seems to line up with Ezekiel 38 and 39. So you see all these things, uh, happening. And then, you know, I, I see the development of AI and, uh, to me, that's frightening to see how that is going to be used in nefarious purposes. Uh, and so that, so all of that to say is that, We're getting closer and closer. And my feeling is that in light of that, we need to do what we can to prepare spiritually and draw closer to the Lord during these times and to be praying for our families, our neighbors, our friends, our churches, you know, to be ready to to the days that we're coming into, which I think are going to be pretty serious. I think COVID was a bit of a wake up call. Michelle Bachman, you may know, she's a former congresswoman. She's now the uh, dean of the School of Government at Regent University. And uh, she was here for the Jerusalem Prayer Breakfast, which is another thing. I I think prophetically is more and more people are coming against Jerusalem, but more and more people are coming for and supporting Jerusalem and what the Lord's purposes are in the city. Um, And the Jerusalem Prayer Breakfast is one sign of that where they are literally reaching out to the nations to have these peoples, these parliaments, these uh, legislators come and uh, see for themselves and, and support and stand with the Jewish people. Well, Michelle Bachman was here for the Jerusalem Prayer Breakfast. She's one of the co-chairmen for that. But she had just come from Geneva and she had been at the WHO, the WHO conference, and uh, where she was saying that they are developing plans that she believes is, you know, what, what can be the framework of the foundation for world governance and where they can control people through vaccines and uh, a vaccine passport for, as they were saying, for the next pandemic. And her point was, you know, there was like 100 years between the Spanish flu and COVID. And now they're the way they're talking is that the next pandemic is not going to be too far away.
2: Well, and if you look at the headlines even today, even though Chris was speaking several weeks ago when we were in Jerusalem, you know, there's talk about the Biden administration now saying there's going to be another vaccine that they want everybody to get. And there's already stories about, oh, we are so worried about the next strain that's out there. could be worse than all the rest. So understand that in the world that we are living in, First of all, we have to commit everything to prayer. We have to spend time with the Lord. We just don't do a drive-by Bible passage reading. We spend some time. Ask the Lord every day to give you wisdom and insight. And today I had another pretty remarkable time with the Lord, um, talking about some things. And uh, so I want to tell you that when you look at the implications First of all, the center of the world is Jerusalem. And then we see the world as a chess as a chessboard. We've got the Chinese. Now we have the North Koreans meeting with Russia. Meeting with Russia because one thing that North Korea has is a whole lot of shells for tanks and mortars. What does russia need well they have uh you know their one week war with the ukraine is now boy i tell you what long uh costly and guess what they're out of tank shells they're out of mortars so you know the deadly alliance alliance is that north korea needs more technology to finish ballistic missiles with atomic warheads to hit the west coast of the united states They're going to cut a deal with Russia and ship a whole lot of uh, bombs over to Russia immediately to continue the war with the Ukraine. And what they get out of the deal is the technology. That's part of what Chris is talking about when the whole chess match didn't take. Of course, you got the Russians in that they want that direct land bridge all the way down to Israel. And then you look at the Iranians with the proxies of Hezbollah and Hamas and Islamic Jihad, and the fact that now Satan has stirred up uh, the internal politics of Israel, where we have these massive demonstrations on to reform uh, the fact that uh, unelected members of the Israeli Supreme Court can change anything they want to change and. The reform is to rein that in, and boy, I tell you what, the the war between the left and the right out on the streets in Israel, so many things are going on, and Chris Mitchell is right in the center of that. So, the Temple Mound, right now, all eyes are always on the Temple Mound. There's a lot of things happening there and around the Western Wall, and so um, I want to go back to Chris Mitchell as he was speaking to us in Jerusalem because uh, changes to the Temple Mount, that's very fascinating. So, Chris, come on back in and share a little bit about this. One member of the Knesset, I think you reported on it, he wants to divide the Temple Mount. Wasn't it one of the members of the Greats who get the north half, Palestine, the south half?
5: Exactly, yeah. So there is, a, there is a thought that where the Dome of the Rock is, supposedly over the foundation stone, the stone that uh, you know Abraham offered up Isaac, but that just to the north of that, you could build the temple and uh, and it wouldn't you, know, you wouldn't have to tear down the Dome of the Rock and you could still do that. So it's becoming more mainstream. We interviewed a guy named Rabbi Yehuda Glick, who once was a member of the Knesset. And he is um, advocating that more Jews can go up on the Temple Mount to pray, because when you go on the Temple Mount, only uh, Muslims can pray officially. You know, any non-Muslims cannot pray up there. That's the quote status quo agreement that Israel has brokered with Jordan, who technically oversees the Islamic walk, uh, what they call it, um, the people who administrate it day, day by day. But he's advocating that Jews can go up there and pray because this is the Western Wall is not the holiest place for them. It's the Temple Mount where the Holy of Holies was. Uh, in fact, some Jews will go up there, but they won't walk near the dome, they'll walk on the periphery because they, they don't want to desecrate or walk near or on the Holy of Holies. I
2: want to tell you what is fascinating and uh, in a moment, uh, Chris Mitchell will be back and he'll be talking about what's happening in the streets that I just referred to. Divided government, divided nation, the internal politics that's going on right now and the turmoil facing Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu that's next on the Bill Bunkley Show. Don't go away. I'll be right back.
10: So in question
13: Introducing Term Busters, a Christian-owned company that can help you save on term life insurance. In the highly competitive term life industry, rates have significantly dropped in recent years. For instance, a 45-year-old non-smoker can now secure $1 million of coverage for just $75 per month with a level rate for 10 years. Similarly, a 50-year-old non-smoker can obtain $500,000 of coverage for a monthly premium of $110 with a guaranteed level rate for 20 years. Smokers can also benefit from our great rate rates. At Termbusters, we specialize in policies of $500,000 and above. Whether you're in need of new or replacement term life insurance, call us today at 1-800-558-9940 for a personalized quote. Don't settle for paying more than you should. Remember, the number to reach Termbusters, a Christian-owned and operated company, is 1-800-558-9940. Sample rate quotes are based on preferred non-smoker underwriting and an exam is required to qualify. Call 1-800-558-9940.
4: This is not bankruptcy or a debt consolidation loan. These programs, which the credit card companies like to keep secret, exist to aid American consumers struggling with overwhelming credit card debt by offering tremendous savings and real debt relief. Accredited Debt Relief has established a special hotline for you to call and learn what savings you qualify for. They've helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. So don't wait. Get the relief you need during these hard economic times. For this free information, call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Go 800-950-00099. 800-950-00099. That's 800-950-00099.
2: Hi, this is Bill Bunkley. If you are employed in the healthcare industry, I want to ask you, are you getting the most you can out of your relationship with your employer and, more importantly, the relationship you have with your patients? If you are not where you want to be in your career, I want you to consider working for Care Team Home Health Care. Care Team has repeatedly been recognized by the Tampa Bay Times as one of the top workplaces in Tampa Bay, which is an incredible honor. The Care Team environment is that of a collaboration where everybody on the team works together to give their patients the best care. Meaningful job assignments. Pay is commensurate with experience. This is a family-run Tampa company with deep roots in our Christian community. RNs, LPNs, home health care aides, certified nurse assistants, Care Team is adding to their team. Apply in person at 3311 West Kennedy Boulevard in Tampa. You can learn more at careteamhomecare.com. That's careteamhomecare.com.
14: Hi, this is Dr. Michael Lang, board-certified optometric physician and certified nutritional specialist, and the founder of the Lang Eye Institute and Fortify Vitamins. I've hosted the very popular Ask the Doctor program since 1993. I educate you on the latest advancements and natural approaches to eye disease and total body wellness. I'm Dr. Michael Lang, helping keep America fit and healthy. The
1: Lang Eye Institute in the villages and the Fortified Nutrition Center on McMullen Booth Road in Clearwater. Online at fortify.com. I listen to Ask the Doctor Saturday mornings at 10 on Faith Talk, Tampa.
0: What if I wouldn't want to tell you that the fight's already been won? Well, I think your day's about
9: to
3: get better. What if I wouldn't want to tell you that the work's already been done? It's not good news. It's the
9: best news ever. Some say don't ask for help themselves and press on, get
3: it right, otherwise get left behind. Yeah. Some say he's giving us so, so try hard, then try a little more. But hold up, if
9: this were true, explain to me why the cross is full. What if I would want to tell you?
2: Welcome back. Bill Bunkley here. I want to remind you that you have an opportunity to put your name in a half for $18,000 in total gifts to be given away for gas and groceries. That's right. We have an opportunity right now with a uh, chance for you to win gas and groceries for a year. Plus, in addition to that grand prize winner, someone else is going to have thirteen. Uh, 13 individuals, I should say, are going to have between $500 and $1,000 to assist them with uh, their gas and grocery needs as well. Check out all the info on this by going to letstalkfaith.com, letstalkfaith.com. Click on the banner for the $18,000 gas and grocery giveaway and uh, enter today. And then come back and increase your chances to win by entering every day up until October the 5th. Another quick announcement, pastors, our pastor's appreciation is coming up on October the 25th. It's time for you to go to our website as well at letstalkfaith.com. Click on that banner for the pastor's appreciation day and ministry expo. You don't want to miss our 20 year anniversary. and uh, We're going to be back at the Armature Works opening up the doors at 9 a.m., I'm your host, on-air host, I should be on-platform host, and uh, I'll be working very diligently to wrap up our program by 2 o'clock in the afternoon to get you back to your schedule But you know what? We want to pamper you. We're saying thank you to you during that day. And that means that you get a chance to come out and catch up with all your other friends that are pastors and ministers and meet some new ones. Get a chance to meet all of our sponsors that are putting this together so it's absolutely free, free, free to you. And then you're going to sit down to a wonderful lunch that's also free and complimentary. And as we sit down, we're going to do a drawing. Someone's going to win a cruise for two for seven days. That's right. Someone's going to be winning some diamonds. And we also have that resource bag chock full of stuff for you to take back with you, all free and complimentary. And Dr. Ken Witten, former senior pastor of Ottawa Baptist Church, who's been right here to see everything that's happened here at our 20th anniversary uh, I've, over the last over the last 20 years, he's going to be sharing as well. Go right now to Let'sTalkFaith.com, Let'sTalkFaith.com. Put your name on the list, Pastor. It's absolutely free, but you must RSVP. Well, let's go back to Chris Mitchell in his final segment as he takes on a conversation and a question about the divided government in Israel right now. Uh, Benjamin Netanyahu in the battle with the Israeli Supreme Court. Uh, let's go back to Jerusalem
5: was the fifth election in maybe three years. And so there was a real f- fractured electorate and government. And the reason for that was and is Netanyahu. There are certain parties. I, I'll, I'll go back to the, the previous government, which was really a very strange political. It went all the way from Mansour Abbas, who was an Islamist, who is, uh, you know, somebody that really doesn't believe in the Jewish state to you know very conservative and in the mean and you had very left politicians and very conservative or formerly conservative but the main thing that brought them together was they didn't want Netanyahu in power and and that was the it, it was like anybody but Bibi was the slogan and i would say that Netanyahu and Trump in many ways are treated the same way by the media and by other politicians so finally last fall when they had the election they had uh Netanyahu had enough seats with his party called the Likud with all the religious parties now the religious parties did some somewhat better than they typically did so they had 64 seats um and so now you have the Likud and all the religious parties which is challenging and there's internal tensions within that but on the other side the opposition began almost immediately, and the same thing like Trump. When Trump got elected in 2016, the opposition was, like, immediate. And the demonstrations primarily centered around what they called judicial reform. Now, judicial reform was, is the idea, and this is what they campaigned on, to restrain some of the power of the Supreme Court, which some people had said was the most, most powerful in the world. And they had usurped a lot of their power during the 1990s. So the idea behind the campaign by Likud and others was let's legislate some restraints on the Supreme Court. Well, the opposition began demonstrating, mainly on a Saturday night after Shabbat, tens of thousands uh, would gather there. And they're still gathering. But uh, And the whole idea was against judicial reform. But then it morphed into more than that. It morphed into... Let's overthrow the government. It's a delegitimate government. So that's really what's been the opposition, again, like Trump in many ways.
2: All right, that'll wrap it up for this hour. Hey, we come back. Our news talk stations are going to join us. We'll have a briefing with the important Supreme Court hearing tomorrow, the Florida Supreme Court, on the future of abortion in Florida and also Hurricane Lee. He is already a hurricane, and we need to watch him all that next to Bill Bunkley Show.
7: Are
15: you looking for a health plan, a plan that has dental, vision, hearing, prescription drug coverage, gym memberships, healthy meals allowance, and much more, and you have Medicare or both Medicare and Medicaid? Then call Family Focused Insurance Solutions at 813-533-3000. For over 15 years, our licensed staff has been able to find real solutions for your insurance needs. Call 813 533 3,000 for your free annual checkup and your free analysis.
9: WTBN Pinellas Park. WTWD Plant City. WLCC Brandon.
6: Faith Talk Tampa. Online at letstalkfaith.com or listen on TuneIn and Odyssey.
10: SRN News. I'm John Scott. Fewer Americans are applying for unemployment.
6: The number of Americans applying for unemployment last week fell to the lowest level in seven months. Applications fell by 13,000 for the week ending September 2nd, says the Labor Department. Besides some layoffs in the tech sector early this year, companies have mostly been trying to keep workers. Some industries have slowed their hiring recently. Manufacturing, warehousing, and retail, but they aren't yet cutting jobs in large numbers. Overall, one 1.68 million people were collecting unemployment for the week that ended August 26th. That's about 40,000 fewer than the previous week. I'm Rita Foley. Also
10: at SRNews.com, a federal judge has ordered Texas to move a large floating barrier to the bank of the Rio Grande by September 15th. The barrier has drawn protest from the U.S. and Mexican governments. The ruling is a setback to Republican Governor Greg Abbott's latest tactic to Try stopping migrants from crossing America's southern border. Texas officials said that the state would appeal. Abortion has been decriminalized nationwide in Mexico. Lisa Dwyer has more.
7: Mexico's Supreme Court has decriminalized abortion nationwide two years after ruling that abortion was not a crime in one northern state. That earlier ruling set up a grinding process of decriminalizing abortion state by state in Mexico. The sweeping decision comes amid a trend in Latin America, loosening restrictions on abortion, even as access has been limited in the United States. The Information Group for Chosen Reproduction said the decision in Mexico also means that the Federal Public Health Service and any federal health health institution, must offer abortion to anyone who requests it. I'm Lisa Dwyer.
10: And on Wall Street, stocks remain mixed. The Dow ahead 59 points, the Nasdaq losing 127. This is SRN News.
16: My brother... ...about MediShare, and you know what it is? It's the affordable alternative to health insurance. But you've wondered, can I really save a significant amount of money on my monthly health care bills? And the answer is an emphatic Yes, you can. You can save a lot of money, whether it's just for you or for an entire family. MediShare has an option for you. In fact, the typical family saves $500 a month switching to MediShare. And it really is the gold standard when it comes to healthcare sharing. You get free telehealth services. You get a huge network of doctors. You get great customer support. And you get the sense of security that comes from being a part of 400,000 people who share not just each other's medical bills, but purpose, too. MetaShare is a community of Christians who pull together and pray for each other, which is very refreshing right now. If you want more info, it's so simple. You can get a price within two minutes. Call 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE.
10: Violence against Christians continues overseas. This week's attack
14: on a church in Nepal was the latest in a string of recent violence against Christians in the country. Another church was vandalized in the same town over the weekend. International Christian Concern reports two men identified as pastors were assaulted on the street. The ministry also says photos show broken windows and other signs of violence around the church properties. A civil society member told ICC that such attacks are spreading like wildfire. Greg Clugston, SRN News.
10: Christian singer Phil Wickham has a new album on top of the Billboard Christian album chart. It's called I Believe. And Wickham says the title song is a response to stories of deconstruction and people walking away from their faith. He was inspired to write the song because there are so many searching for truth, meaning, belonging, purpose, hope, fulfillment, peace, and healing. This is SRN News.
4: More than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio each month for news, weather, and emergency information. A new bill in Congress would make sure AM radio remains in cars. Because when cell and internet services are down, this free service could be your only lifeline. Text AM to 52886 and tell Congress to support the AM radio for every vehicle act.
3: Message and data rates may apply. You may receive up to four messages a month and you may text stop to stop.
4: This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters heart of messiah
10: when you are discouraged it is hard for you to do a lot of things but writing down your feelings and writing down your prayer requests usually is relatively easy and as i said god's going to take you out from this situation and he's going to encourage you heart of messiah
9: with rabbi stephen weiler Sunday mornings at 9 on Faith Talk Tampa.
2: Welcome back, Bill Bunkley. Here with Bill Bunkley Show, hour number two. As we're giving you our briefing today, want to welcome in our friends from uh, Sarasota, Bradenton, and Venice, listening on AM nine thirty. The Answer. Good to have you part of the program this afternoon. Well, we're in a three-hour briefing. If you missed the first hour, especially those of you on news talk stations, uh, our hour number one and three, we're having an in-depth uh, conversation. Uh, replay, if you will, of a briefing we got by Chris Mitchell, CBN News Jerusalem Bureau Chief, uh, about all sorts of topics having to do with Israel, Jerusalem, uh, geopolitical politics, um, the uh, internal affairs of uh, what's going on right now in Israel. And so I want to remind you that we will return to Uh, Part two of those uh, discussions and interactions when he briefed uh, the pilgrimage group that I took to, um, uh, I can't see it, Uh, the pilgrimage group that uh, we took to Israel uh, a few weeks ago. And uh, so we're going to have a chance to um, hear from that uh, as we go along. Hey, I want to tell you that our phone lines are open at 877-943-9673 at 877-943-9673 if you would like to uh, be a part of our program. I want to just take a moment to, uh, first of all, tell you how much I am overwhelmed with gratitude that so many of you have stood with us and supported us uh, as we were... Um, providing an opportunity for you to support the ministry of hope children's home as you know we uh, officially reached our goal a couple of days ago however uh, i i just believe in lord i know that maybe you still have some more hearts that are tender and uh, i don't want to close off the opportunity uh, not to be able to have uh, some more gifts come in and so We had that leadership gift of a couple days ago that uh, put us across the uh, finish line. And I just want to tell you that uh, we had another uh, very, very generous gift yesterday. Uh, Came in uh, just at the end or just after our program. And I want to give a shout-out to Andrew N. Brandon. Andrew, I hope you're listening because your gift of $1,400 – Uh, was just another leadership gift it uh, speaks a lot of uh, your generosity with uh, uh, the resources the lord has entrusted to you and so we want to thank you for that and folks that means that right now uh, we've actually crossed the fifteen thousand dollar mark but we've still got today and tomorrow that uh, we're still going to be uh, sharing on our websites and sharing here and so I want to give you an opportunity. Remember that Hope Children's Home, it's an orphanage. It's a children's home that's been in operation for 55 years. Think of that legacy. Now, how about this? It's a 55-year legacy, and by design, this is a Christian ministry. They're a 501c3, which means everything is tax-deductible. Every penny that you have given, or you might give today or tomorrow, goes directly to the ministry. Nothing comes to us. And the remarkable thing is, they are here today very strong, have a beautiful campus. These cottages are are not big rooming houses. They are cottages with uh, 12 beds apiece for either 12 girls or 12 boys. There's a dedicated set of house parents who are definitely walk-the-walk Christians uh, who are pouring in, who are sharing. Uh, these kids in their cottages, they, they pray. They have devotionals every day. Uh, if there's a need, if they need milk or, or um, bananas or whatnot, uh, maybe today those did not come in, those were not available, they'll, they'll put their prayer request on a prayer board. The bottom line is everything they do is by faith and by prayer. And the Lord has not only provided but have blessed them for 55 years. And uh, in that time, there's a full school on the campus from the kindergarten ages all the way up to uh, the 12th grade. Many of these kids that have to go through the program, they go from being kids on the streets kids that are rejected maybe kids where their parents don't have the finances to take care of anymore some of the kids come from grandparents who are chipping in but they can't chip anymore but uh and some of these kids you know they just know that many thought of them as throwaway kids but they've not just been a warehouse their lives have been turned around and they are learning every day the valuable aspects of life And so if you're a conservative or you're a Christ follower, I want to tell you that this is just an awesome opportunity for you to be a part of. And remember, they've never accepted any state funds. They've never accepted any federal funds. And so with that, I want to tell you that you can call right now at 651-444-7091. 651 444 7091. 651 444 7091. You can still give a gift. And Lord, I'm just asking that there are still willing hearts out there that would like to give. And would you please do that? We also have a couple of websites right now. For those of you listening uh, on um, uh, Salem Radio on AM 930, The Answer, you know, we have your dedicated website. That's www.theanswersarasota.com, theanswersarasota.com. And for all of you listening on Faith Talk this afternoon, uh, that is www.letstalkfaith.com, letstalkfaith.com, and you can also give there as well. And uh, by the way, if you'd like to give a monthly gift, you can designate that as well. But you know what? I don't think the Lord is finished. Now, I'm a Christ follower and just kind of sharing that with those of you listening who are our uh, conservative listeners, Uh, but uh, I just don't think the Lord is finished yet, and I am delighted that we've met our goal, but now we are exceeding our goal. You know what that is? That tells us a lot about you. Amen? Amen. All right, uh, during this hour in a moment, Well, probably coming up in the next segment or two, I'm going to be talking about an important hearing before the Florida Supreme Court tomorrow morning at 9 a.m., and with that, the future of abortion in Florida is going to be discussed in this hearing, and that future will be um, set in motion uh, when the decision from the Florida Supreme Court comes out, and I'll explain that more when we get to that segment. However, right now, I want to tell you that yesterday we gave you an initial warning. But right now, we have the latest update from the National Hurricane Center. And that tropical disturbance, that tropical storm I talked about yesterday, guess what? It is a hurricane. As of the uh, advisory uh, this morning... At 11 o'clock, the National Hurricane Center has designated Lee to be now a hurricane. Uh, This morning, if you're tracking it, it was located at 16.4 north and 50.0 west. The maximum sustained winds are already at 105 miles an hour, moving pretty briskly to the west-northwest at 15 miles an hour. Now, What does that tell you? Number one, we know that as we get into the weekend, this is going to quickly develop into a Category 4 hurricane. As it's developing into this Category 4 hurricane, it is now on this track. There is no turns to the left or the right in the current track all the way out to 8 o'clock next Tuesday morning. So this storm is definitely far out. Now, the good news for now is it's certainly uh, north of uh, the uh, Windward Islands. It's going to be traveling north of Puerto Rico, north of the Dominican Republic, north of Haiti. And uh, for the most part, if it were to stay on its exact course and the cone follow the center, uh, it would basically brush uh, or, or pass by most of the Bahamas, until we get absolutely to the part of the bahama chain that is due east of fort lauderdale and i know that well because in my early days when i used to do a lot of scuba diving there we actually uh took the boat from florida over to those waters so what i want to tell you is is that there is a high pressure in the atlantic and there's also a low pressure area north of florida Now, the reason why this is not showing any turn, because this high pressure was moving to the west, and it's a pretty large ridge. It is forecast to sort of then move back to the right or to the east. When it does that, in the low-pressure area that's coming down over Florida, between those two, that gap in the middle is what they are hoping that Hurricane Lee will start to turn to the northwest more and more to the north. But will that turn happen? Too far out, we don't know. So I can just tell you from anywhere in central Florida on the east coast all the way up to the Georgia Sea Isles, South Carolina uh, coast, and when you talk about Cape Hatteras in that area, that whole portion that just got hit by Hurricane Adelia with their storm surge and winds, I know Charleston, uh, South Carolina, sustained some pretty uh, pretty extensive damage. We just want to tell you that now's the time to just make sure you replenish any supplies that you uh, use during Hurricane Adelia. Uh, those of you on the West Coast, who knows? Will this hurricane come and cross the peninsula? I don't know. We, we could be impacted here uh, in the Bay Area. But for all of our listing area, remember, we're broadcasting from the Gulf of Mexico to the Atlantic, all the way up to the villages, uh, Ocala, Gainesville, all the way down to Fort Myers, Cape Coral, the northern areas. This, th- th- this area that we are in right here in central Florida, I want to make sure that you know that we need to be keeping our eyes open. We'll keep you posted. Now, our phone lines are open at 877-943-9673. In a moment, I'll tell you about this important hearing before the Florida Supreme Court that's happening tomorrow at 9 o'clock. In the meantime, remember that any portion of the Bill Bunkley Show, you can always go to letstalkfate.com, click on the top navigation bar to the left, hover over the Bill Bunkley Show and click that, Go down, and our archives are right there. I call them, we call them archives. It's really our podcast page. You can listen to today's or any other show once it posts today, or download and take it with you. And I invite you to do so. More of the Bill Bunkley Show in a moment. Don't go away. I'll be right back. The only way. Hi, this is Bill Bunkley. If you are employed in the healthcare care industry, I want to ask you, are you getting the most you can out of your relationship with your employer and, more importantly, the relationship you have with your patients? If you are not where you want to be in your career, I want you to consider working for Care Team Home Health Care. Care Team has repeatedly been recognized by the Tampa Bay Times as one of the top workplaces in Tampa Bay, which is an incredible honor. The care team environment is that of a collaboration where everybody on the team works together to give their patients the best care. Meaningful job assignments. Pay is commensurate with experience. This is a family-run Tampa company with deep roots in our Christian community. RNs, LPNs, home health care aides, certified nurse assistants, care team is adding to their team. Apply in person at 3311 West Kennedy Boulevard in Tampa. You can learn more at careteamhomecare.com. That's careteamhomecare.com.
11: Former CIA officer and survival expert Jason Hansen here. I teach people how to prepare for the unexpected. Right now, most Americans are not ready for the death of the U.S. dollar. You have money sitting in cash, and if you don't act soon, your financial future could be at risk. I have partnered with Advantage Gold, the number one rated precious metals company in America, to release my new digital dollar survival kit that's 100% free for everyone who calls today and claims your free survival kit. Simply call 800-900-8000 and give your email address, and I will have this new digital dollar survival kit sent to you immediately. Call 1-800-900-8000 now and claim your free kit. And also mention my name, Jason Hansen and see how you could also qualify for $1,000 in free silver. Supplies are limited, so call right now before it's too late. Call 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Check with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000.
2: A special welcome i know that many of you are listening this afternoon from columbus ohio and i love columbus ohio i love the word am 880 and 104.5 fm wrfd because normally you would be turning in to listen to your pastor your friend your host bob burney Well, Bob is away today, and uh, I'm stepping in not only for uh, Bob's show, for those of you listening all throughout Ohio, and, of course, I'm a host of the Bill Bunkley Show here in Tampa, Florida. We're broadcasting all across central Florida. And, um, as always, uh, it's quite an honor for me to uh, be with you. And every time that uh, Bob is away uh, I always, if I can want to jump at the chance of, um, um, being there, uh, when he has some, uh, other duties away from the station and, and he also, uh, sits in for me as well. And we simulcast and, uh, you just need to know that, uh, I went through, um, a period back in, uh, 2018. I've been with Salem 17 years, going to be 18 here pretty soon, but, uh, I went through that whole stretch and uh i got diagnosed with aml leukemia and there was an extended time where i had to be away from my duties on air and i want to tell you that uh i've uh, had a relationship with bob for many years before that we've been on many trips uh what we call the vision trips when we have an opportunity to pull alongside uh an organization and help raise some funds in fact for us in Tampa, uh, excuse me, us in Central Florida here, we've been standing with one of our local uh, children's homes, Hope Children's Homes, so that's what you were hearing just a few moments ago. But uh, between himself and uh, Don Crow, talk show host of our affiliate in the nation's capital in Washington, D.C., those guys uh, were here uh, when I couldn't be here. And uh, Salem was so uh, wonderful to... Uh, Hang in to see if uh, the Lord was going to take me home or if there was an opportunity for me to be restored to my ministries. And, well, uh, I'm restored to my ministries. And, in fact, uh, Brian, uh, what's going to happen is uh, on September the 15th, that's a week from Friday, we're going to have a little celebration here because that is the day I'm going to be five years officially cancer free of aml leukemia and that's the killer that is the one that you don't really last long and so um for those of you i want to tell you how much i am indebted to bob burney because during those dark times uh, he was here with us and so anyway we're glad you're aboard this afternoon and uh, we're going to give you a little bit of a briefing now on what's happening in florida as you know Our governor here in Florida, Ron DeSantis, uh, he's also now tossed his hat in the ring for the Republican nomination for the presidency of the United States for the election of 2024. Now, it's a well-known fact, I talked about the last couple of days, that Donald Trump is uh, not only way, way ahead of our governor, but everybody in the pack, and, and he's also extended, he being Trump, He's extended that lead uh, since uh, the first of four indictments back in April. But nonetheless, the the governor here in the state of Florida, we are so blessed because we also have a conservative legislature. Uh, we have Republicans in the Florida House and the Florida Senate. In fact, the election in Florida for conservatism was so overwhelming, we have a super majority of Republicans in the Florida House in the Florida Senate along with our Republican governor so what that means is is that whatever propositions the Republicans could agree on there wasn't anything that the loyal opera- loyal opposition being the Democrats could do about it because they had that uh, majority and uh, also for the folks in in Columbus Uh, I'm also president of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission, Uh, and for the last uh, coming up on 28 years, I have been the legislative consultant for the legislative affairs for the Florida Baptist State Convention, which is the uh, uh, cooperating affiliate with the Southern Baptist Convention. So in addition to my three-hour briefing that I conduct every afternoon here on Salem Radio, Um, I also have just shy of a million Florida Southern Baptists here in our state, about uh, 300 churches. And so uh, those are my two ministry platforms. And so the reason why I say that is is that we uh, passed a lot of uh, legislation last year uh, giving parents rights uh, in the public schools. Uh, certainly dismantling a lot of what was going on with the woke politics that was growing in Florida. Uh, we outlawed uh, all this gender nonsense with underage gender surgery, etc., and all of uh, all of that hormone and sex replacement, all of that. Plus, we passed a six-week abortion ban. Now, last year. In the last legislative session, we passed a 15-week abortion ban. That particular abortion ban has been appealed by Planned Parenthood of Central and Southwest Florida. So this appeal was made to our Florida Supreme Court. And so this has been churning. The uh, amicus briefs and everything have been collected All of that has come together that tomorrow at 9 a.m., we're going to have uh, the hearing before the Florida Supreme Court. And I'll be watching that hearing, witnessing that hearing. When I come back, though, and uh, if the folks in in Ohio will kind of just kind of bear with me, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about what's at stake in Florida's uh, Constitution. The right to privacy, which uh, I don't know whether to what degree that is or is not in the Ohio State Constitution. But I'm going to walk our listeners through in just a moment the Florida Constitution because we have this right to privacy. And there's a history about the right to privacy provision that was put in, I believe, back in 1980. And uh, we've also had the composition of our Florida Supreme Court radically change from far left-wing dominance uh, to now right-wing conservative dominance, which means we could have some different outcomes, and I'll explain how all that might uh, turn out in the days ahead next in the Bill Bunkley Show. If you have a question or comment, give us a call, 877-943-9673. That number is good. Also around the country, including Ohio. I'm Bill Bunkley, your host. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
9: W282CI Tampa, W271CY Lakeland, W262CP Bayonet Point.
6: Online at Let's Or listen on TuneIn and Odyssey.
10: SRN News, I'm John Scott. California lawmakers have voted to raise taxes on guns and ammunition sales in the state. The proposed tax would be 11% if it becomes law. People living in Minnesota without illegal immigration status can now begin the process of getting their driver's license by making an appointment for their written driver's test. Around 81,000 people are expected to be eligible under the state's new law. The manhunt continues for a murderer who made a brazen escape from a suburban Philadelphia jail yard last week. Danilo Cavalcante fled from the Chester County prison on August 31st. He's listed as extremely dangerous. The Dow was up 57 points today. The NASDAQ lost 123 and the S&P dropped 14 points. This is SRN News.
17: your investor and experienced operator in its core area of operations. Call now and learn how to deduct 100% of your investment and create 20 or more years of potential monthly income. Call 800-287-6691. That's 800-287-6691.
1: There's nothing more frustrating and irritating than chronic dry eye. It never stops the itching, the scratching feeling, the fatigue and weariness. If you're suffering from chronic dry eye, go to fortify.com and join thousands who've discovered fortify Adv- Advanced Dry Eye Therapy, a combination of Fortify Super Omega, Fortify Focus, and Fortify Black Current Oil GLA. 5039746 that's 8665039746 and at fortify.com
0: what's the true value of eternity on the next focus on the family dr. Tony Evans will challenge you to seek God's kingdom in every aspect of life he'll encourage you to be a kingdom citizen so you can reach a lost culture with the ultimate hope of Jesus Christ next time on focus on the family with Jim Daly.
9: Focus on the family. Weekday mornings and evenings at 7 here on Faith Talk Tampa.
2: Bill Bunkley here, your host of the Bill Bunkley Show here at Salem Radio, uh, Central Florida, Tampa, and we also today are welcoming in for today's show our friends at The Word, 880 AM, 104.5 FM, WRFD, Columbus, Ohio, as uh, I'm sitting in as well for my dear friend Bob Bernie, who's away from the the, uh, the microphone today. So welcoming back all of you in the Columbus area listening in today, reminding you our phone lines are open at 877-943-9673, that's 877-943-9673. I want to talk a little bit about what's going to be happening tomorrow. For those of you that are in Ohio, especially those of you who are pro-life, and I know many of you are, as part of the loyal listeners of WRFD and the Bob Bernie Show, we are going to have a major, major day tomorrow that will set the course for the future of abortion here in the free state of Florida. Tomorrow, the Florida Supreme Court is going to have a 9 a.m. hearing to consider uh, an appeal from Planned Parenthood here in Florida. Actually, there's two divisions from Planned Parent Central Florida and Planned Parent of Southwest Florida. Because they do not want uh, a piece of legislation that that passed not this 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 just concluded legislative session of twenty twenty-three. This was back in twenty twenty two. Uh, when we passed uh, a 15-week abortion ban in Florida. Now, the 15-week abortion ban is what's going to be discussed tomorrow. However, since that bill was passed two years ago, this year we passed an even more restrictive abortion ban. It's a six-week abortion ban. Now, that, the way it was drafted... It's on standby, because we knew that the appeal was in motion for the 15-week abortion ban, so actually, the six-week abortion ban is standing by and is on hold. If the Florida Supreme Court upholds the 15-year abortion ban, then the 6 excuse me, 15-week, then the six-week abortion ban will automatically become state law. If the justices were not to affirm or in some way find the 15-week abortion ban unconstitutional, if that's unconstitutional, then the six-week abortion ban would not move forward either. So, in addition to the 15-week, There is a provision, and it's considered in the U.S. Constitution, probably in the uh, Ohio Constitution, though I'm not familiar with your state constitution. But in Florida, uh, we have um, a provision in our state constitution called the right to privacy. Now, what's at stake tomorrow and whether or not the 15-week abortion ban and the six-week abortion ban will be upheld has a lot to do with how the Florida Supreme Court will render their opinion on the right to privacy provision in our Constitution. Now, state Constitution. Now, because Roe v. Wade... In the Dobbs decision, was overturned a little over a year ago, that cleared the way for Florida and the other 49 states, including Ohio, for the individual state legislatures and/or citizens, depending on each state uh, and the qualifications for a citizen-led amendment or signature gathering, to put a uh, constitutional amendment to their state constitution on the ballot. So. The green light already happened in a general sense because Florida now has the right to set their own abortion parameters and standards, as is the case in, in the great state of Ohio. But we have a right to privacy clause. Now, let me explain to you, uh, if you will, uh, should be interesting to those of you uh, in Ohio. So let's go back to 1980. Okay. What's that, about 43 years ago? Back in 1980, there was a constitutional amendment to the Florida Constitution for the right to privacy. Now, let me take you back decades. This is when computers were coming on the scene. This is when computers and computing and data collection was beginning to begin their run. And today, it's so advanced, we're now having to deal with some very real dangerous concerns about artificial intelligence. But even way back when, there was a concern in 1980 with the limited knowledge that we all had then, especially compared to today. But there was a real worry that these computers and everything was going to be sort of computerized. Everything was going to be data oriented on these computers. And there was a concern that an individual citizen here in Florida, there was a concern about the rights of their private information. So in 1980, this right to privacy provision was originally intended to protect Florida citizens and their privacy from the developing computer, co- computer technology. So, you know what happens. Now, over time, for decades, as we elected our Florida Supreme Court justices for many, many years, uh, Florida did not have the Republican majority in the legislature that it has today. So over the years, especially going back to 1980, every justice in the Florida Supreme Court was definitely not only left of center, but a, but a pretty dedicated liberal. So all the decisions that were coming down certainly weren't necessarily, from my point of view, or, or many legal scholars they weren't just calling the balls and strikes. In fact, today, the Supreme, nobody's really calling balls and strikes anymore, though we want to say they are. But everything had this, we, we've got decisions upon decisions and precedent here in Florida that has now been unwind by our former governor, uh, Rick Scott, and now uh, Ron DeSantis, and the, the Republicans have been in charge of the legislature here for, Uh, at least quite some time in the the recent past. And so these liberal justices in the Florida Supreme Court applied the right to privacy, meant for computer privacy. They began to use this term after term after term to overturn any pro-life abortion legislation we tried to accomplish here in Florida. We'd pass a restriction on abortion. They would come back, ah, you're violating the right to privacy of a woman, of a teenager who has gotten pregnant and to interfere with her right to privacy about herself and her unborn child. Now, remember that the legislature never came back and applied that standard to the right to privacy. It was a band of uh, black-robed, unelected justices on the Supreme Court that began to expand this definition. And it's been expanded over and over and over. And right now, it is a part of the uh, Florida Constitution. And, And if it were to stand then this new 15-week abortion ban that's going to be heard tomorrow, if that, why, you could drive a semi-truck through it, okay? Is that why? If this wide uh, interpretation, liberal interpretation, is continued to stand, then this, this law will not be affirmed by the Florida Supreme Court tomorrow. Now, remember that it's not just in the area of abortions. You know, when you look at the history of the Florida Supreme Court, what happens is, as the left-wing Florida justices had that that preconceived uh, uh, a notion on how they saw things, this right, the privacy, has been applied in a bevy of other uh, decisions. They too are far afield. <laughs> of what the intent of the right to privacy was when it was for computers. So we've got a lot of things in Florida law that didn't like anything. Well, it violates the right to privacy. We're going to strike it down, strike it down. So what's happening tomorrow now, we have conservative judges by all accounts. In fact, if you were to read some of the, uh, you know, the left-wing news stories the last few days, There's a Miami Herald piece, uh, St. Petersburg Times, I believe. There are these pieces talking about, well, we already know where these justices are on abortion because we pulled this and this out of the past. So, let me say this. Very important day. You can imagine 28 years working in the process as I have, working with so many um, uh, women and teenagers, telling their stories, putting together testimony year after year in Tallahassee fighting for the rights of the unborn, you can imagine myself and my fellow colleagues uh, that have been in this battle on the front lines, this is a, a career moment tomorrow morning when the Florida Supreme Court will hear these oral arguments. Now, we won't hear their decision tomorrow, but like, just like, The U.S. Supreme Court and other jurisdictions, we're going to get a good idea on the questioning. But I want to tell you there's a good chance that this current conservative makeup of the Florida Supreme Court could do what the justices did with Roe versus Wade, and that was judicial activism that voted in Roe versus Wade. And in Florida, the application of the right to privacy to abortions and other areas. The Florida Supreme Court is set to do what the U.S. Supreme Court did, and that is to overturn years, years of an extent of an expanded definition. And if they are to strip away the right to privacy to abortions in some of these other far or field areas, it will be a watershed moment in Florida, not just in the, for the future of abortion in Florida, but in so many other areas. So I'm going to ask you in Ohio. Would you be in prayer starting at 9 a.m. tomorrow morning uh, that the Supreme Court will uh, understand the importance of the right to life and also uh, the legality of uh, the right to privacy application? And, of course, for all of my beloved friends and colleagues here in Florida, too, could we all pray tomorrow at 9 o'clock? And, of course, when I'm back tomorrow on the Bill Bunkley Show, of course, we won't be broadcasting to our friends in Ohio. I'll give you an idea of what my perceptions are of that. I'm Bill Bunkley, Salem Radio. Got to take a break. Be right back.
0: Lots of channels. Nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching
17: It took a panicked run on a major bank to lead to the second biggest bank failure in U.S. history. And Moody's just downgraded the entire U.S. banking system from stable to negative. Just a reminder why many people diversify their portfolios with something tangible, something that doesn't need bailing out, something that can't vanish into thin air. listeners by calling or texting now at 800-630-1495. Make sure you mention Salem when you call or text 800-630-1495.
12: and we'll change it, cancel it, and fix it for you. We know the insider secrets to fixing reservations that the airlines don't want you to know about. So if you need to cancel, change, or modify an existing airline reservation, call Skywatch right now. It's a free call, so let us fix it for you. 800 930 9129. 800 930 9129. 800 930 9129. That's 800-930-9129.
2: Bill Bunkley here. Attention all pastors. I'm inviting you to attend our 20th annual Faith Talk Pastors Appreciation Day and Ministry Expo on Wednesday, October the 25th from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. That's right. This year, we'll be celebrating 20 years of honoring you, pastor. This year's keynote speaker is Dr. Ken Witten. And Ken Witten led Iowa Baptist Church as senior pastor for the past 33 years. And I got to tell you, as a personal friend to my family, those of you that know him, you'll want to come and to hear him share. Plus, you'll have a chance to win great prizes, including diamonds and a cruise. And you can take part in our pastor's forums where you can share ideas and solutions for items that impact your church. Admission is free, but you must RSVP in advance to secure your seat. So, Pastors, register today at Let's Talk Faith.com. That's Let's Talk Faith.com, and I hope to see you there.
15: Hi, my name is Fernando Cespedes with Family Focus Insurance Solutions. Are you disappointed with your health insurance plan? Do you have Medicare, or are you new to Medicare? Are all the options confusing? Then please give us a call at 813 533 3000. At Family Focus Insurance Solutions, we have been assisting our Florida neighbors for years. Our certified staff can meet with you and provide clear guidance with sincere respect. Call Family Focus Insurance today at 813-533-3000.
2: Broadcasting all across Central Florida. And today, WRFD in Columbus, Ohio. We're honored to be um, with uh, those of you on uh, 104.5 and 80 FM, the Word, Bob Bernie Show. Be with you all the way up to the 6 o'clock hour today. Now, a little confusing, but I want to get back to our listeners today who are joining us every day, the second hour of my three hour briefing those of you uh, listening in on The Answer, Sarasota, that's AM 930 in Bradenton, Sarasota, and Venice. Going to be saying goodbye to you in just a moment. You'll be tuning in to Secolo Live and uh, my colleague, and so that'll be coming up there. But I want to remind you, and a special treat for my friends in Ohio, when we come back for the uh, third hour of today's briefing, Many of you know that just a few weeks ago, I led a pilgrimage group again uh, to the Holy Land. And while we were in Israel, while we were in Jerusalem, uh, my colleague, uh, Chris Mitchell, uh, who is the Jerusalem Bureau Chief for CBN News, uh, Chris came and joined us for an evening uh, of a lecture uh, at our hotel when we were in the Holy City of Jerusalem. Uh, Now, I want to remind you that uh, during the first hour of the Bill Bunkley Show, we aired the first half uh, of that evening, and uh, for those of you in Ohio, uh, as well as all of you, uh, if you would like to go back and listen to that, about uh, 6.30, 6.45 today, we will be posting on what we call our archive page, it's basically the podcast page, Uh, we will be posting an entirety which we do every day the Bill Bunkley Show. So, If you would like to hear the first hour, fascinating discussion on many topics, not only a Christian worldview, Jewish worldview, but world politics as it relates to the Middle East, you can go to our website at letstalkfaith.com. That's letstalkfaith.com. When you get to our landing page uh, on on the top navigation bar, hover your mouse over the first entry which says programs when you hover that a box will drop down you'll see the Bill Bunkley show click on that then my Bill Bunkley show page will come up and then just scroll down a little bit and you'll get past my commentaries that you could click with all my daily opinion pieces but right under that begins the archive for all of our shows and again at 6 30 that will be posted And just click on that. You can listen online or you can download it and take it with you. Uh, And obviously, for those of you who can't listen for the entire third hour, or some of you listening on our news talk stations, by the time we wrap up, we'll also have the full hour number two because Chris Mitchell is going to be sharing for the entire hour coming up at 5 o'clock. So I know it's going to be a treat for uh, my Christ following friends in Ohio as well as all of you here in Florida, and so um, I look forward to being with you then. Got a final, uh, just a quick heads up, uh, breaking news, just want to let all of our folks know, and for those of you in Ohio, we're also simulcasting on our news talk stations. I got this in, uh, this popped up, Uh, CNN is reporting that former President Donald Trump today has formally notified the judge that's overseeing the Georgia election subversion case. Well, that is uh, number four. You know, he's got four indictments. Uh, That he is going to, he being Trump, wants to move his case out of that biased state court there in Fulton County, Georgia. He wants to move it into the federal court system. Uh, Mr. Trump's lawyers have previously said they would try to move the case, which would help him get the charges dropped by invoking immunity protections for federal officials. And the quote is, President Trump hereby notifies the court that he may seek removal, removal of his prosecution to the federal court. To be timely, his notice of removal must be filed within 30 days of his arraignment. The clock began on August 31st. So, anyway, we'll keep an eye on that, and as you know, uh, certainly there is some elements to these four different indictments that uh, decisions made by Donald Trump, at the very least, were certainly not the best. Uh, But anyway, uh, my opinion has been all along that this rapid succession, waiting two years, uh, this is the uh, politicization of the federal court system. Uh, this is politics. In my opinion, this is stop president Trump by all means. It is ugly. It's insidious. It is a threat to, uh, the Republic. And so, uh, I hope that all of us are praying, uh, whether you're a Trump supporter or not, what we see going on in America is just an absolute tragedy As many on the left are working to dismantle, that's right, dismantle, deconstruct the United States of America. More of the Bill Bunkley Show in a moment. Don't go away because we'll be back with Chris Mitchell and a lot more to learn about what's going on in the state of Israel and the Middle East. Be right back.
13: If you're a business owner, imagine getting up to $26,000 per employee. There's still time for business owners to file for the Employee Retention Tax Credit Program. This program is for business owners who continue to pay their W-2 employees during the COVID pandemic. Many businesses qualify and simply do not know it. All business types and industries may qualify. You can claim the credit even if you received a PPP loan. This is a cash payment and not a loan and can be claimed now. The licensed CPAs and tax professionals at DH Tax and Consult
9: WTBN Pinellas Park, WTWD Plant City, WLCC
18: Brandon.
6: Faith Talk Tampa. Download the Faith Talk Tampa app or listen on TuneIn and Odyssey.
18: With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters reporting. Concern for U.S. democracy has prompted the entities supporting 13 presidential libraries dating back to Herbert Hoover, to call for a recommitment to the country's bedrock principles, including the rule of law and respecting diverse beliefs. Correspondent Gary Fields reports the statement is unprecedented.
2: What makes this interesting is there is no previous uh, joint uh, statement you know, of this magnitude by these particular institutions. A couple of them actually said, look, this is the first time that we've come together to do something like that. It entails seven Democratic and six Republican administrations, so it's almost as bipartisan as you can get.
18: The message urges Americans to respect Democratic institutions. Google is requiring election ads to disclose any use of artificial intelligence.
4: The policy update will go into effect in November, a year ahead of the 2024 presidential election. A Google spokesperson said the new rule builds on Google's existing efforts to increase transparency. The policy affects ads that contain AI-generated content that depicts real or realistic-looking people or events. Tasha Stevens reporting.
18: So few tourists are coming to the Hawaiian island of Maui after last month's wildfires that restaurants and tour companies are laying off workers and unemployment is surging state tourism officials initially urged travelers to stay away but now want them to come back as long as they refrain from going to the burn zone and surrounding area they say respectful travelers can help maui recover from the tragedy by spending their money nearly 8,000 people filed for unemployment on maui during the last three weeks of august on Wall Street, the Dow by 57 points, but the Nasdaq dropped 123. This is S R N News.
16: My bro- Retirement is expensive, and inflation is making it even harder. With the cost of everything going up, from pet food to a dozen eggs, wouldn't it be great if the cost of your health care could go down? Well, Medishare 65 plus is $99 a month for ages 65 to 74. And for many with Medicare Parts A and B, looking at other options, that's 50% or more saved per month. No gimmicks. It's $99 a month, and you can use any Medicare-approved doctor or facility, and you get 24-7 access to telehealth from the convenience of your home. Better yet, MediShare is a Christian nonprofit organization. It's a community that will pray for you and encourage you. And since we've cut out the middleman, you get to keep the savings. Call now. You can learn more about MediShare 65+. Here's the number. 833-SHARE-55. That's 833-SHARE-55. 833-SHARE-55.
18: Christian aid groups continue to provide disaster relief in multiple locations.
14: Several Christian-based relief and humanitarian organizations remain on the ground in Maui following wildfires and in the southeastern U.S. after Hurricane Idalia. The groups include Operation Blessing, Samaritan's Purse, the Salvation Army, World Vision, and others. Ministry personnel and volunteers are serving families who are hurting in the aftermath of the disasters, providing food, first aid, and spiritual comfort. Greg Clugston. SRN News.
18: Thousands of people marched through London in support of the unborn last weekend in March for Life UK. ChristianToday.com reports the crowd marched to Parliament Square under the banner of Freedom to Live, despite being heckled by pro-abortion activists on the sidelines. March for Life is aiming to bring 10,000 pro-lifers to London next year when it marks its 10th anniversary. This is SRN News.
7: This is Carol Platleybell for Townhall.com. Talk about irony. The people who claim to want to save democracy are trying to ban Donald Trump from the ballot in 2024. They claim he is ineligible under the 14th Amendment's disqualification clause, which holds that anyone who's engaged in insurrection or rebellion can't hold office without a two-thirds vote of each house of Congress. On its face, the argument makes no sense. Trump hasn't even been charged with, much less convicted, of insurrection or rebellion. It's ludicrous to try to shoehorn a constitutional provision drafted for Civil War rebels to fit a protest that turned into a riot. Whether you like Trump or hate him, or somewhere in between, this is blatant election interference. The maneuver is a clear effort to deprive the American people of the right to make their own choice for president. And it shows that Trump's enemies lack confidence in their own ability to beat him, fair and square.
0: Publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu
3: Christ demands first place. There's no room on the throne of your heart for two gods.
0: This is the Bill Bunkley Show on Faith Talk Tampa. Online at letstalkfaith.com
4: Our rights come from nature and God and not from government.
3: History will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose ...are the true in the living
0: God. And now, the president of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberties Commission. Here's Bill Bunkley.
2: Good afternoon. Welcome back to the third hour of our briefing here on the Bill Bunkley Show. We're broadcasting on Salem Radio all across Central Florida. Not only are we honored to be on this platform once again, but we are joined by our great friends in Columbus, Ohio. And I'm talking about WRFD, our Salem affiliate, the word, 880 AM and 104.5 FM, because I want to welcome you also to the Bob Bernie Show, Bob Bernie Live, in addition to the Bill Bunkley Show. We are honored to be here this afternoon, and we've got a great, great segment lined up for you. Uh, all of you that love Israel, All of you that are paying attention to world affairs, this hour, uh, for all of our listeners all across Central Florida, and by the way, for those of you in Ohio, we're broadcasting from the Gulf of Mexico all across the peninsula to the Atlantic Ocean, every point up and down the I-4 corridor, which is our battleground corridor for all of elections and issues, And uh, we got a pretty good signal. We go all the way up to the villages, Ocala and Gainesville, and then all the way down to North Fort Myers and Cape Coral. So you see we have a a pretty large footprint, and I am humbled to uh, uh, be able to give this daily briefing three hours a day, Monday through Friday. But we got a special treat. And that is, if you're just joining us both uh, here in Florida or around the nation, listening online or to our, 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 um, or to our apps, um, several weeks ago, I took uh, a pilgrimage trip to, uh, to the Holy Land. And while we were there, of course, we were in Jerusalem. And uh, once again, we had a friend and colleague, Chris Mitchell. Some of you may know that name. If you um, watch uh, the 700 Club, if you uh, plug in with CBN or with CBN News, uh, then you know that Chris Mitchell is the long, 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 long serving uh, bureau chief uh, in Jerusalem for CBN News. And so when uh, the pilgrimage group that I led uh, and uh, myself and when we were in Israel, Uh, We once again arranged for Chris to come to our hotel uh, to give us a a briefing on many, many subjects having to do with Jerusalem, Israel, the Middle East, and more. And so um, we covered a lot of that during the first hour, and now in part two we want to jump right in. And uh, I want to begin with a discussion um, about how the Prime Minister is elected Because, as you know right now, there's a divided government. Uh, Netanyahu is is in a battle right now. And no, by the way, you can go to our website, letstalkfaith.com, hit the program tab on the top left, go to the Bill Bunkley Show. You can listen to part one of our time with Chris Mitchell where he talks about the elections. But now it might be interesting interesting for you to know, how is the prime minister elected? Let's go ahead and take you to Jerusalem and listen in to Chris Mitchell
5: the people elect parties. So they don't vote for a person, they vote for a party. And actually, when you go into a voting booth in Israel, you may see as many as 30 ballots of different parties. Now, typically, only 11 or 12 actually get enough votes to qualify to get into the Knesset. You have to like 3.25% of the vote to actually qualify. So they vote for a party. Now, the party that gets the most seats, the head of that party typically becomes the prime minister. So Likud got most seats. They got, I think, 31. So Netanyahu is the leader of the Likud. He became prime minister. And then after the election, there's sort of a process. The president has to meet with all the parties that qualify for the Knesset, and they ask them, who do you want to be the next prime minister? And so... Typically, it's the party with the most seats.
2: All right. So that gives you a quick idea. We want to finish that up because he was talking about that uh, just a few moments ago during the first hour. So let's go ahead now uh, more with Chris Mitchell. You know, it was a big deal for President Trump to move the United States Embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. And just this week, we're learning, I think, well, uh, there was Papua New Guinea, or I could be wrong, but another nation is moving their embassy to Jerusalem out of Tel Aviv. Other nations are coming, and so let's go ahead and get this brief from Chris Mitchell.
5: Some have. Let's see. Guatemala has has moved. They were number two. Kosovo, uh, believe it or not, a Muslim nation has. Now, the UAE has moved their embassy, but to Tel Aviv, not here, to Jerusalem. And that's part of the effort by the Jerusalem Prayer Breakfast is to advocate to many nations to move their embassy here to to Jerusalem. There had been a sense when the embassy came there would be a lot more and a lot more media, but it really hasn't been as many, many as people expected at the time. And that's one thing probably that the Biden administration can't reverse. It's so they've tried to reverse a lot of other things, and, and they have too. The latest thing they did was there was a university in Judea and Samaria called Ariel University. It's one of the big cities there. And David Friedman, who's the former U.S. ambassador, he advocated that the U.S. could support the university in research and development because it's a great, it's a great school. Um, but because it's in the West Bank, uh, the State Department wouldn't do it. Uh, but he convinced them to change that policy. Well, the Biden administration just reversed that like, like a week ago.
2: All right, so as we continued to meet with Chris, and just about everything he was briefing us on was very, very intriguing and and interesting. Now, you also know that uh, you had the signing of the Abraham Accords, a historic breakthrough between the Jewish nation of Israel and Arab states that literally surround them in the Middle East. And so, even right now, you probably have been catching the headlines because the Biden administration is in the middle of the next, actually, the big, 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 big big country to come in is Saudi Arabia. And the Biden administration is inserting itself again in the middle and uh, making demands, but Israel is very close to adding their approval of Saudi Arabia entering in the Arab nations, agreeing to abide by the Abraham Accords. Let's get Chris Mitchell's uh, thoughts on this. It really
5: changed the whole dynamic of the Middle East. A lot of people didn't think it could happen. We asked David Friedman about that. He said when he got into office, it was sort of like low-hanging fruit. They realized that there was a willingness on by the Arab nations, the UAE, Bahrain, Sudan, Morocco, to, uh, to join and normalize relations with Israel. And so it, it really has changed the dynamic uh, of it. I should say it, it did change it. That was September 2020, I think, when they signed those accords on the White House lawn. And uh, it has increased trade, person-to-person travel between Bahrain, the UAE, in particular, and Israel. I mean, it's really only like a five-hour flight, I think, and you can fly over Saudi Arabia. So that changed uh, a lot. And again, unfortunately, the Biden administration, when they came in, they sometimes they didn't even use, want to use the words Abraham Accords, and they didn't really follow up like they could have um, once they get into office. And because of that, there's been a perception among nations, uh, particularly Saudi Arabia, that the U.S. um, has withdrawn its influence from the region. That's why, what, a few months ago, that Iran and Saudi Arabia signed a deal broken by China. So the U.S. has left a vacuum that China is beginning to fill here in the Middle East.
2: I want to tell you, this is like a three-dimensional chess game. Now, when you look at what's happening with the Abraham Accords, why are the Arabs wanting to enter into agreements with Israel, which has been their arch enemies since you know going all the way back to the Old Testament? I mean, it, this dust up is nothing new, and historically has its roots right there that you can read in the scriptures. Well, you have Shia and Sunni uh, tribes, if you will, all throughout this this Arab. Uh, Uh, concoction and so they are very much opposed to each other then you have the persians now remember you have persia you have arabs you have jews well the ancient persians are now the iranians so you throw that in the mix and now that the quite frankly the iranians have so embarrassed, the United States of America, with their and the world, with their ongoing production and research to bring nuclear weapons to bear, to be a nuclear weapon-armed country. And quite frankly, uh, the only other, even though they've never acknowledged nuclear weapons, the only other nuclear weapon uh, country to offset what the Iranians may be doing very soon, if not the capability already, is Israel. And so, remember, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, that old saying. And so, what's happening is, is that Israel has been open to not only have relationship with these Arab countries on an economic level, and it it, it, it already is, and it will be very beneficiary, uh, beneficial, I should say, uh, for Israel and these Arab partners in the area of economics, but also you come into the area of mutual security, and uh, Iran is not only a threat to Israel. Israel right now is surrounded, absolutely surrounded. Uh, well, to the almost surrounded, at least to the to the west, you've got the Mediterranean Sea, but to the north you have the terrorist group Hezbollah. Uh, to the south you have the terrorist group Hamas, and then you have the. Islamic Jihad and the Palestinian Jihad Authority uh, mixed in and uh, they have a peace treaty with both Jordan and Israel Uh, not so much on the east but you also have uh, you know things that are going on in the Sudan and other places and especially uh, the Suez Canal so literally Israel is surrounded on all sides so these Abraham Accords that were hammered out by Jared Kushner uh, president Trump's son and the president, President Trump himself, during his administration, uh, was really something to, to to look at, and it goes back into all of the all of the the initiatives uh, of importance to those of us who are Christ followers and conservatives that were achieved by the Trump administration. Albeit, while I was never have never been comfortable with his bedside manner. Calling people names, et cetera, et cetera. Certainly, uh, his past lifestyle enters into it. But uh, I voted for him, and uh, I think that he has done more for the Christian community than any other president in recent recent history. More with Chris Mitchell in a moment. We're going to talk about tension in Israel. We'll be right back.
0: Attention taxpayers, ready for some bad news? With $80 billion in new funding from Congress, the IRS has launched their most aggressive hiring campaign ever to ramp up enforcement. If you're ignoring your taxes, don't delay another minute because your paycheck, your bank account, even your home or business could already be at risk. Now here's the good news. Optima Tax Relief, America's number one tax relief firm, can get to work immediately. Helping to protect you from the IRS. A-plus rated by the better business bureau their tax attorneys and licensed professionals are experts at resolving tax problems let them help determine if you qualify for the fresh start initiative or other powerful irs tax assistance programs take control call optima tax relief now for a free consultation
17: call 800-965-1433 800-965-1433 800-965-1433 Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com.
3: This decade is looking like the worst one to retire or be retired in. Now more than ever, you need to stay ahead of turbulent markets and money grubbing politicians. That's why you need Bob Carlson's Retirement Watch. For more than thirty years, Bob Carlson's Retirement Watch has been helping Americans invest, protect, and grow their assets. A Retirement Watch subscription gives you must-have advice on all aspects of your retirement. Independent advice you won't get anywhere else. When when you subscribe to Retirement Watch, you'll get three months of Bob Carlson's Retirement Watch newsletter. You'll also get Bob's five model portfolios and five free reports, including the Hidden Rules of Retirement, hidden real estate tax bombs to avoid, cashing in on Congress's three hundred fifty thousand dollars retirement shocker, plus two more free reports and an exclusive conference call with Bob Carlson answering your retirement questions. The newsletter, free reports, the conference call—all for just nineteen ninety-five. Sign up today at your retirement. Watch.com, your retirement That's your retirement
2: Welcome back, Bill Bunkley here with the three hour briefing of the Bill Bunkley Show. And uh, we're airing special segments of today when we were together with CBN News Bureau Chief Chris Mitchell in the heart of the Holy Land in Israel in Jerusalem. He was speaking to the pilgrimage group that I led to the, the Holy Land that night in Jerusalem. And uh, we wanted to bring uh, his presentation to you because it certainly is uh, fascinating. Well, we asked him the question, uh, since he deals in very dangerous territory, when was he ever the most fearful in the Middle East? You'll find this interesting. Let's listen in.
5: The most fearful I think I was was in, uh, in Cairo. And we went down there to cover the Arab Spring. And that's when the Mubarak government oh, was teetering and we were there. Actually, it was, I was there. I, I what happened is that uh, I was going to go down with a friend of mine from Lebanon who is fluent in Arabic and we were going to meet in Cairo and I'm at the airport in ben and he calls me and says, I can't come. Uh, he was blacklisted in because of missionary work in Egypt. So he couldn't come. So I thought, well, I'm going to still go. And I, I went and, um, I flew down there. And at the time, there was so much um, riots going on. Well, not so much riots at the time, but demonstrations that there was a curfew. So when we got to the airport, we thought we're going to stay in the airport till the morning. But then we got to the airport. And they said, who wants to go to their hotel? And my hotel was right near Torero Square, which is the epicenter of what was going on. So all the journalists said, sure. So the, the van took, I don't know, 12 or 14 of us. And and dropped us all of, at our hotels. And on the way, it was like law had just disintegrated. So there were like these vigilante groups in these neighborhoods, and you would have to go through all these checkpoints. And uh, the driver just kept talking us through all the way. So I got to my hotel. And then the next day, I did a story. I think that I got there Monday. I was on Tuesday. I did a story um, in the morning about what's happened. And next day, I did the same thing on Wednesday morning. But right after I sent my story Tahrir Square was like two blocks away from my hotel and that was about 50,000 people that were anti-Mubarak and then right after lunch there was a group of maybe 2,000 or so or more heading into the square that were pro-Mubarak so I thought well I'm going to follow them and see what happens <laughs> so I I did and then there was a confrontation between the two groups and I felt in my heart, I felt the Lord said, you know, something's going to happen. And within moments, they started throwing shoes at each other, which in the Arabic world is a sign of insult. And, and you see these shoes flying. And then there was like this roar, this pandemonium, and people started running. And, and this was in a crowded uh, avenue. I mean, it's like wall-to-wall people. And uh, so I started running. Everyone was running. And I thought to myself, you know, I've heard about stampedes. You just don't want to fall down. So I thought, don't (laughs) fall. So I I moved my way from the street to the sidewalk. There was a little railing. I jumped over the railing. And then there was a construction site that I could go into. It was like you you see those metal sheets. And then there was, was an opening. So I went in there. A lot of other people did, too. But I went back to that little wall. And I had a little camera. And I'm videotaping, actually. And I called my friends at CBN News. And I said, you know, my story is dated now because now there's a riot and what you know shoes became stones and then it just became this riot so i'm literally looking at a riot and then um then as i step back from the wall these two guys came up to me and and one of them said something in arabic i didn't know what he said but i knew what he meant was stop videotaping so because at the time mubarak forces were they didn't want to you know sort of any of this bad press getting out so i um I walked away from him and I walked away 75 feet or so. And I turned around and there were one guy grabbed my phone because I was on the phone at the time. The other guy grabbed my camera out of my pocket and I was stunned. And I was like, what do I do? And I these thoughts went like rapid fire. First of all, grab the phone. And then I thought, well, it's two, two of them. One of you, they're policemen, probably they're probably armed. So, you know, what are you going to do? So so I just kind of stunned and they ran away. And I followed him. And I, died. why am I following them? <laughs> they jumped over a fence. I jumped over a fence, and they. Uh, then I couldn't. I couldn't see him. I, who's? I did. What? I don't know what I was going to do if I ever saw him. So I went back to the office. There was an AP office next to my hotel, and I went back there and I got on the phone and I talked to uh, told the newsroom what was going on, and then I talked to Pat Robertson on the phone from there about what's going. But the the really scary thing was was that night. I went back to the hotel and I was on the seventh floor and uh, the riot just expanded to like this battle. It was like a pitch battle and I could watch it. And there were like Molotov cocktails throwing from one side to the other. And they were beating uh, these, these metal barricades. And I could watch. I'd never had this happen before, but I was watching on TV, CNN, and the BBC because they were in the same hotel I was in. And I could watch what they were filming and go out and see the same thing. And uh, then uh, around 11 or so, there were gunshots. And then, so I couldn't go out. I would crawl out to the balcony from there. And um, I I guess that's when it really started getting pretty hairy for me. And I I was, I got on the phone with CBN. They had a chapel and they prayed for me. And I'd never been to a place where I got to a point where Let's see. CNN, I was reporting that the State Department said all American citizens should leave. So my boss called me and said, I think that's your clue. I think you should go. The feeling was so oppressive. I, I, I had to go like step by step. OK, I got to pack. I got to do this. And I got to one step at a time. And finally, um, I thought, how do I get out of here? And what I did is in the morning, believe it or not, I had breakfast and the, by the battle still going on outside. And uh, so I went and I got a cab. There was a cab outside, so the guy says, no filming, and I say well, hey, I'm not filming anymore. I don't have a camera, So and then uh, we drove to the uh, airport. There was one time I'm also an Irish citizen because I knew all my grandparents came from Ireland, and a couple of years before I was coming here, I felt like it might be, might be better to be uh, an Irish citizen than an American at times. And there was one checkpoint where the guys had sort of this machete, and they stopped us. And, and I gave them my Irish passport and not the American passport. And uh, and then I, we got to the airport, and um, I'm never so glad to see the State Department at the airport than, uh, than that day. But that was probably the worst time. And the other times were when ISIS was taking over parts of Iraq and Syria. And we were fairly close to ISIS. We could... Um, well, the first time I was there was like 15-minute drive away from them. And then there was a time when we were up on a hill and ISIS was down on the bottom. And they were telling us, you can look over, but don't spend more than 30 seconds.
2: Well, I'll tell you what, I've been in that situation in Lebanon with uh, the Ministry Heart for, Liber- Heart for Lebanon. What a story from Chris Mitchell. When we come back, let's talk a, a little bit about tension in Israel, religious and secular. That's next on the Bill Bunkley Show.
9: W-282-CI Tampa, W-271-CY Lakeland, W-262-CP Bayonet Point.
6: Online at Let's Talk Faith.com. Or listen on TuneIn and Odyssey.
18: With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters reporting. Trump White House official Peter Navarro has been convicted of contempt of Congress charges for refusing to cooperate with a congressional investigation into the January 6th Capitol attack. Thursday's verdict came after a short trial for Navarro, a trade advisor under President Trump, who promoted the claims of 2020 election voter fraud. Military officials say an Alabama senator's hold on top promotions in a clash over abortion policy raises national security concerns. Republican Senator Tommy Tuberville is leading the blockade and warns of a long standoff on hundreds of nominations. Tuberville wants the Pentagon to rescind its policy to pay for travel when a service member goes out of state to get an abortion. On Wall Street, the Dow by 57 points. The Nasdaq dropped 123. The S&P lower by 14. This is SRN News.
2: bill bunkley here attention all pastors i'm inviting you to attend our 20th annual faith talk pastors appreciation day and ministry expo on wednesday october the 25th from 9 a.m to 2 p.m that's right this year we'll be celebrating 20 years of honoring you pastor this year's keynote speaker is dr ken Witten. And Ken Witten led Iowa Baptist Church as senior pastor for the past 33 years. And I got to tell you, as a personal friend to my family, those of you that know him, you'll want to come and to hear him share. Plus, you'll have a chance to win great prizes, including diamonds and a cruise. And you can take part in our pastor's forums where you can share ideas and solutions for items that impact your church. Admission is free, but you must RSVP in advance to secure your seat so pastors register today at letstalkfaith.com that's letstalkfaith.com and i hope to see you there
17: the website for usa today published the results of a survey on the most desirable traits of business owners the most desirable trait was thinking outside the box and the least desirable was workaholic a creative boss was to be preferred over a boss who works all the time which describes god Being creative or being a workaholic? I vote for being creative. After all, God took the seventh day of creation off to rest from the creative work he did the first six days. It might even be that taking time off to rest and recharge will help us be more creative. This is David Jeremiah, encouraging you to get on the road to new life.
3: Discover God's patterns for life on Route 66. Route
13: 66, driving the word home. Log on to Route66Life.com and get your roadmap for life. Route 66. Start your journey home
9: today. The Crucified
17: Message. Only God can make us holy. We cannot do it on our own. Some people will change when they see the light, others change only when they feel the heat. Don't wait for the heat of the lake of fire before you try to change. It's too late, then. To
9: Jesus says he's the light of the world. The Crucified Message, Sundays at 7.30 and again at 6.30 on Faith Talk Tampa.
2: Broadcasting live this afternoon on Salem Radio all over Central Florida. Also broadcasting live in Columbus, Ohio on our Salem affiliate, The Word, WRFD, 880 AM and 104.5 FM. Yes, you are tuned in to Bob Bernie Live, but I'm Bill Bunkley. And I am uh, filling in for Bob today, so you're also um, enjoying our feed from here in Central Florida. And uh, we are airing uh, a time that we had with CBN uh, News Bureau Chief Chris Mitchell uh, in Israel. Uh, While we were in Jerusalem with the pilgrimage group I led out, uh, we had Chris come and uh, spend some time with us lecturing about all things Israel, the world, Uh, A to Z. And so we've been sharing that during the first hour and during this hour as well. Now I want to go back to Chris because obviously there's been a lot of tension ongoing through, well, forever in Israel. And now uh, is it religious? Is it secular? Is it both? Well, let's go ahead and take you back to Jerusalem.
5: I think right now part of what's going on, the tension within Israel right now, is that since the government is so skewed religious that a lot of the secular Israelis are rebelling against that. The major division probably within Israeli society is secular and religious. Uh, People who are, you know, keep the Sabbath or, you know, even much more religious than that. And then beyond that is um, sort of those people that would like to see Judea and Samaria, the West Bank, uh, you know, separated from Israel because they believe that's, uh, you know, we're a pariah in the uh, eyes of the world because we're mistreating the Palestinians and things like that. So there, there is a lot of sense of who are we as a nation? Uh, are we secular? Are we religious? Uh, do we want a two-state solution? Do we want to have sovereignty over Judea and Samaria? Um, so there is a lot of uh, friction internally. And I think it's exacerbated um, by some outside forces. I think those rallies that are going on inside uh, Tel Aviv over and over and over trying to delegitimize and demonize Netanyahu and his government, uh, some of those forces are from the outside that want to undermine the Netanyahu government. I think there's a big part of that is that they're wrestling with who are we, trying to, in their own identity or or their own view of what israel should be pushing in certain various directions it's a lot of tension within israel right now and there has been i mean ever since i've been here it's um there's a lot of internal tension but i i think that um despite all that the lord has his hand on 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 israel and he's going to see it through like he has so many of things I was looking last night. I'll, I'll get to you, Yankee. Yankee, is that your name? Yeah. Hey, I'm from Boston. Is that all right?
7: <laughs> <laughs>
5: so I was looking through old paper uh, articles last night, back from 2006 and 2007. And I couldn't believe some of the things they were talking about back then. You may remember what it's happened in 2005, which was called the disengagement, where Israel unilaterally pulled out of the Gaza Strip. Now, they had 21 Communities there, they had about nine thousand uh, Jewish people that lived there and, and had done an amazing job in what was a desert and uh, so Ariel Sharon, then the Prime Minister said, "Well, if we get all of them out, there'll be peace. Believe it or not, after that, getting out, they said maybe ten thousand after getting ten thousand or so Jews out of Gaza, they were planning what 's called a convergence plan to get a hundred thousand Jews out of the West Bank, Judea and Samaria, which is the biblical heartland of Israel. So uh, I just, I was think I, I had forgotten they were actually going to plan that. So that tells you that those ideas of how peace is going to work really didn't uh, in Gaza.
2: It was really fascinating to get the latest update from Chris Mistral with CBN News because not only his, his current knowledge But his institutional knowledge of these past decades, where he has literally been a witness to the history of what's been going on there in the ancient land of Israel. And to be able to give you that historical context as well, and that's why uh, he, along with uh, a couple of other folks, Eric Stackelbeck and uh, Joel Rosenberg, those three guys are my real trusted sources uh, when I come to you each and every day with um, keeping up with their analysis day by day by day. Now, uh, a special little treat. Now, some of you listening may also plug in either you know, live broadcast or replays or your DVR. Many of you or some of you could be plugged into watching the daily edition of the 700 Club. And then, you know, the history of CBN goes way, way back, and that's with Pat Robertson. And I remember, as if it was yesterday, I believe it was in the 70s, late 70s, that uh, the very first television satellite transmission that was live from Israel was beamed up on a satellite from the Mount of Olives. And that was a, a satellite feed for uh, a CBN. And then when we look at how far CBN has come since then, of course, with Operation Blessing, some of the specials that they do. But uh, when you talk about the, the News Bureau, not only here, they've got Faithwire, Newswire. Uh, they've got these updates that come in from the Middle East and the Christian World of You from all over. It's a it's a pretty remarkable uh, feat and a development. Well, uh, Pet Robertson's been a guest on this show, and uh, just a few weeks ago, the Lord called him home. So he and Aditi, his wife, uh, are now uh, reunited in heaven. And uh, I can tell you that there's a lot of people who wouldn't normally go to church, and uh, they begin. Well, just like they tune in right here on uh, Salem Radio, whether it's Columbus, Ohio, or here in Central Florida, and as they either are thinking about the the question of who is this Jesus or, man, I'm thinking about coming back to him, well, you can just imagine the impact that CBN has had all throughout the years. Well, since Chris goes back so many years uh, with Pat, and you heard him just a little while ago, on the phone with Pat when uh, he was in a real tough uh, uh, position there in Cairo with uh, riots and, and people trying to take away his, uh, his tools and all of what was going on. Well, he was on the phone with Pat Robertson. But we asked him, what about Pat Robertson? What about your relationship with Pat Robertson? And so um, this is very touching, and I, I want you to, to take a listen to what Chris had to say there in Jerusalem.
5: I love Pat. How did you meet
2: Pat? How did you get called to this?
5: Way back when I got saved in May 8, 1977, when I, uh, I started watching Christian television, I started watching Pat, and I loved Pat. I loved his perspective. I loved his uh, I, I, the combination of the spiritual and the professional. I mean, during the memorial, his son Tim said he kind of made the word of knowledge kind of normal. And, you know, that would say, you know, I think somebody's getting healed of a uh, of, of a cancer or something. And so uh, from a distance, I really loved CBN, loved what they did. And so I was living in uh, Petoskey, Michigan at the time. And uh, I applied and said I wanted to work for CBN and they were, they had a hiring freeze. So I thought, well, maybe I'll come to the school, CBN University at the time. So I joined the school. I think the first time I met Pat was at a reception for the new students. And I was impressed by two things. He has a very big hand and he's got a big head too. And it, I mean, uh, and, and then the only place I wanted to work was CBN. You know, I graduated from CBNU with a master's in communication. And at the time I was, uh, working for UPS in the morning, I'd get there at five in the morning and I worked till about eight thirty, and then I'd go to school. And, uh, so then I uh, I finally got a job at CBN. I was a researcher. And uh, first job I ever had that I sat down at a desk, and I couldn't believe people would pay you when you're sitting down. And uh, so I, would, I was still preloading in the morning, and I was still working as a researcher. And then I became a producer for features about seven month, months later. And so I would you know go out and would videotape four or five testimonies and then come back and produce them. And then I did that for about two years, and then I became uh, in the news department. And during that time, I kind of stayed away from Pat. Pat had a pretty reputation of being a pretty demanding guy. So the first time I met him was sort of work-wise, was actually here in 1996. I came over to do some stories, and they came over to do the 700 Club, and I saw him then. But my really times to get to know Pat was when he visited here. He came in 2001. Uh, 2003, four and six, I believe, four visits, and uh, I really got to know him much better. I got to know what Pat Robertson was like. I got to know what it meant to be Pat Robertson, the demands that he had on people wanted, you know, wanted to meet him, wanted to see him, wanted to talk to him, and how gracious he was through all of that. And he poured his heart out, and I just loved him for that. My one of my favorite stories with Pat was in 2006 during the Second Lebanon War. And uh, he was so anxious to get here before the war ended. He was just kind of that guy. He just wanted to be where the action was. And uh, so he came over and it was probably our least prepared trip because we didn't have much time to get ready. And yet it was probably our most productive. I mean, the way the Lord just opened door after door. And, uh, we went to Haifa. We went to where some of the rockets from Hezbollah had had landed and then so one day we're up in Metula, which is right on the northern border. You can look right into Lebanon. It's as far north as you can go without getting into Lebanon. And uh, so we interviewed Benny Gantz, who then was the uh, uh, general in command of the IDF ground forces. Uh, and then across the street, we, had a, we did a live broadcast for the 700 Club. And uh, so then, you know, that was pretty neat. And then Fox News calls. And they said, will Pat do a live shot for us? and a place called Kiryat Shimona, which is about a 15-minute drive down, about five miles or so, from Matula. So we said yes, and so we drove down, and uh, as we're, we got there, Hezbollah's firing Katusha rockets that are landing in the mountains behind us, and they tell us to go into the bomb shelters. So Pat didn't last but a few minutes down there, and he said, well, we're going to do it. So there's a great picture that I have. Actually, my son, Philip, took it. He was there. So Pat's standing there he's doing the live shot, and in the background is the smoke coming from the Skatusha rockets in the hillside behind us and uh just a great guy, you know and I, I you know he he just was obedient to the heavenly vision, God told him to take the airways for christ and and he did and
2: uh I'll tell you what just a um, just a special time with with uh, Chris Mitchell and again. Since I'm in the media and uh, sort of <laughs> found out my calling in the media was not uh, in a way that uh, was necessarily something I was desiring. It's something that the Lord had uh, in his plan for me. But uh, uh, and just hearing that sort of uh, intimate story between Chris and, again, the leader in media, Christian media for sure, uh, television, and also I look at us on the Salem side, is that same sort of uh, groundbreaking entity uh, to the radio waves. Going to take a break. When I come back, well, doing Facebook Live during COVID, we'll uh, have a final check-in with Chris Mitchell in Jerusalem. Be right back.
15: Hi, my name is Fernando Cespedes with Family Focus Insurance Solutions.
10: you can hardly be thinking more of yourself than of Him. Hello, I'm Chuck Swindoll. This great paraphrase of Romans is from The Message by Eugene Peterson. It goes on, But for you who welcome Him, in whom He dwells, even though you still experience all the limitations of sin, you experience life on God's terms. It stands to reason, doesn't it, that if the alive and present God who raised Jesus from the dead moves into your life, he'll do the same thing in you that he did in Jesus, bring you alive to himself. Yes, it stands to reason. Pastor and
13: teacher Chuck Swindoll. Visit Insight for Living's website at insight.org.
2: Bill Bunkley here. Attention, all pastors. I'm inviting you to attend our 20th annual Faith Talk Pastors Appreciation Day and Ministry Expo on Wednesday, October the 25th from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. That's right. This year we'll be celebrating 20 years of honoring you, Pastor. Admission is free, but you must RSVP in advance to secure your seat. So, Pastors, register today at Let'sTalkFaith.com, and I hope to see you there. Ron had a tax problem he just couldn't handle on his own. I owed the IRS taxes for over five years, but I didn't have any money to pay the taxes.
17: Those years cost him dearly.
2: Most of it was fees and interest. It was horrible.
17: Ron finally called in the pros.
2: I called... Optima Tax Relief. And boy, am I happy I
3: did.
17: <laughs> the leading tax resolution firm, Optima, is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. They've resolved over a billion dollars for their clients. Ron was overjoyed.
2: They settled my account with the IRS. I was ecstatic. They are a lifesaver. <laughs> they are. I am so happy. <laughs>
17: Take Ron's advice and call Optima now for a free consultation.
2: Yeah, don't do like I did and wait. Call Optima Tax Relief. Do it now. You'll be ecstatic like me.
17: (laughs) Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Testimonial from an actual client. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. This is an important health news alert.
7: Mental health problems are skyrocketing among veterans serving time in Iraq and Afghanistan. A new study finds that of the almost 300,000 vets using the VA medical system between 2002 and 2008, 37% were diagnosed with a mental health problem, 22% had post-traumatic stress disorder, and 33% were diagnosed with health problems, from depression to alcohol and drug use. If
18: you are struggling with controlled substance abuse, anger or negative emotions, fear, anxiety or depression, call 855-FIX-ANXIETY and try the 3-Minute Solution. No matter what difficulty you have, the 3-Minute Solution can free you to be yourself almost instantly. Call 855-FIX-ANXIETY and listen to the 3-Minute Solution. Experience instant relief. Call 855-FIX-ANXIETY or go to fixanxiety.org.
17: We got a rock star preacher
3: who won't wake us from our dreams. We want our blessings in our pocket. We keep our missions overseas before the hurting in our
9: sick. Would we even cross the street?
3: But we want to see the heart set free and the tyrants kneel. The walls fall down and our land be healed. But church, if we want to see a change in the world out there, it's got to start right here. It's got to
0: start right now. we want to start right
2: Right hey, we're back. Bill Bunkley here with the Bill Bunkley Show. Not only broadcasting here on Salem Radio across Central Florida, but honored in this final segment to also be broadcasting in Columbus, Ohio, on WRFD. Our Salem affiliate, The Word, 880 AM, 104.5 FM for Bob Burney Live. Bob will be back tomorrow. For all of his loyal uh, listeners and family, Um, we'll be back tomorrow as well. Um, We've been uh, sharing a little bit about uh, our time with CBN News Bureau Chief uh, Chris Mitchell. A few weeks ago, we were in Jerusalem uh, on our pilgrimage. And uh, got a couple more, uh, just uh, the final thoughts from Chris, because, you know, when it was commenting as well as we've all went through the the COVID situation. That uh, uh, doing the Facebook uh, the Facebook uh, live during COVID was certainly an experience for him and others. Uh, do that in a moment. We'll come back and uh, uh, let you listening listening to the closing cl- boy listen to the closing prayer for him. Let's take you back to Chris Mitchell.
5: We do two programs a week called Jerusalem Dateline. And you can find that at JerusalemBaitline.com, or you can go to the CBN News website. During COVID, I started doing these Facebook Lives because in March of 2020, everyone had to leave. All the tourists had to leave. So uh, nobody could come. And so I just started walking around and talking. And actually, people like that more than these, you know, professionally edited stories. And so I just walked and talked. And I, I remember going into Jerusalem when nobody was there. I mean, a handful of people. I mean, you, you, it, all the shops were closed. Church of Holy Sepulchre was closed. And, and it was just uh, really a um, surreal time to be in Jerusalem. But I would just walk and talk. And I'd, do, I'd go all, all over the city, sometimes in different parts of this, the, uh, the, the country, and um, and people really responded. I mean, you could you get the comments from like uh, Sri Lanka and Malaysia and India and California and all over. And it was just remarkable the way people would they love hearing about Jerusalem.
2: Well, I'll tell you, what, we want to wrap up our program here in a few moments, but I want to take you back. We had a closing prayer with uh, Chris. And uh, I just want to tell you, our audience and our audience in, in Ohio how much I appreciate him. And uh, as we're praying about a pilgrimage for uh, again next year, uh, you can believe that if Chris is available, um, we're going to have him uh, come and uh, give us the latest briefing. But we had a closing prayer, and I think it's appropriate as we round out our show closing today. Let's take you back to Jerusalem. Can I pray
5: for you? Father, we just, we have loved ones. I do. That don't know you yet. And Lord, I just want to lift them up to you. That you'd give us wisdom how to reach them. That you would soften their hearts. And that their, their hearts would be open to hear the good news and to invite Jesus into their hearts so they can have eternal life. So I pray for all of the family members that are, that are represented here. Prodigals that would come home. And uh, family members that, that would just be part of our, the heavenly family. And so we pray for that in Jesus' name. Bless their trip tomorrow as they go through Jerusalem. Lord, just open their eyes more and more to the word and to the place, not only where you were, but you're coming back. Yes. And we ask that in Jesus' name.
2: Amen. Amen. Well, I tell you what. Thank you, Chris Mitchell, and uh, I invite all of you to uh, tune in to the programming at CBN News. Those live report, not the reports, twice a week that come out of a Dateline Jerusalem. And uh, I trust Chris, and boy, I tell you what—he in his own right has uh, played a crucial role uh, in the in the kingdom, and especially as we are watching. The end times progression roll out before our very eyes. Well, I want to thank all of you in Columbus, Ohio, for joining me this afternoon. I know that you'll be joining me again. And probably in the near future, you might be hearing Bob Bernie co-host the Bill Bunkley Show, because I've got some time out that I'm looking at uh, coming up uh, in the near future, a little time off. But uh, well, I want to just tell you how much we appreciate uh, Carolyn Cassidy, uh, our GM, both here in Tampa and in Columbus. Uh, that's been uh, kind of fun for that uh, to unfold. And, uh, and so for all of our friends at WRFD, uh, the word, 880 AM and 104.5 FM, the Bob Bernie Live family. Going to bid you farewell. Also bidding all of our listeners right here in Central Florida on Salem Radio, Central Florida from Tampa, bid you farewell as well. To God be the glory, great things he has done, and what he's going to be doing in the future, and what he'll be doing for the future of Israel. We'll keep our eyes on it. You do the same. I'm Bill Bunkley. Have a wonderful evening. God bless and good afternoon.
0: The shelter and affection That she never found Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn Head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency Knew all the government's dirty secrets He was one of the most respected
1: generals in the military Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to He understood its funding He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors This set
9: off
0: alarm bells The explosive new documentary, Flynn